God, I feel like shit. Yeah, join the club. A bag of smashed assholes here. <laughs> <laughs> I've been on. I've been on this uh, diet, this eating kick, and I lost almost forty pounds. And last week I went to Florida, and then this week I'm on work vacation. So I've just been eating shitty. Yeah. And my whole my toilet looks like a man. <laughs> a Rorschach like test. Yeah. <laughs> It looks like your ass exploded. <laughs> it's art. My ass. Yeah. Produces we should art. take a picture of it and post it on Instagram. I usually do. Like, I have Snapchat for a reason. <laughs> My one buddy calls it uh, uh, poop chat. <laughs> it's, a, it's just a log of logs. Well, yeah. We just send each other. Like, if we have a good, you know, good hunk of shit in there, and we laugh about it, and we send it to each other. If you're going to lay a cable, make it look like art. <laughs> This this doesn't I don't know what the hell this is. This is an art. It's I don't know. Is it a Picasso? <laughs> a Rembrandt? I'm thinking more Jackson Pollock. <laughs> yeah. In my eyes it's a Vincent Van Gogh. <laughs> this is a series of this is a series of dots. Who is that? Dot dot dots are at, man. Yeah. Yeah. Just those little rabbit shits. Yeah, it dots. could be an Andy Warhol. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a solid can of fucking soup. <laughs> hey, welcome to the shit talk on UHM. Oh my god. <laughs> this week on shit talk. <laughs> Alright, let's fucking get this let's get this thing started. We're already at we're already at a disaster levels right now. No we aren't. We haven't even started. What are you talking about? I know, that's that's what we're off to. Welcome to All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast, with your hosts, Ryan, Shane, and Mike. Alright everybody, this is it. Welcome to episode 34 of All You Need Is Blood, the UHM Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Tudelo, and joining me, as always, are my co-hosts, Shane Smith and Mike Whittemore. Gentlemen? Off the name. Hello. Everything surviving over there on everyone's end? Yep. <laughs> on my end, yes. Excellent. And also joining us, special guest, the hack and slash himself, Mr. Craig Larson. Craig, how are you? What's up, guys? Um, honored to be here, man, with my UHM brothers, you know? Yes, finally. Uh, family. So... I've got to say, Craig, actually, I cannot help but think you sound exactly like Sam Kinison. Oh, oh! <laughs> That's a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. That's awesome. Well, Shane, you uh, sound cheeky as I thought you would. <laughs> no, I'm just a cunt, mate. <laughs> there, it is. there it is. Yeah. That's the cheeky. word of the day. Yay! Yes. I love it. <laughs> Hello, cunt. Hello, cunt. <laughs> hello, cunt. Hello, hello. Let's see how many expletives we can get in this podcast. Oh, my God. All of them, I think, is what we're going for. Uh, Parental advisory, explicit fucking content. Mm. My buddy and I, I, I think we discussed the other day when I was in Florida, that the worst version of cunt is gash. Like, a lot of, like, bros, they say, let's go let's go slay some gash. I think that's the worst. <laughs> Is that is, is it better or worse than snatch? 
I think it's better than Snatch. Yeah. I think it's a little better than Cunt, but Gash? Gash. That's fucked up. <laughs> oh, yeah. My, my, mother, my mother overheard me saying on offer a slash uh, when I was going for a piss. And she was like, oh, such language from your mouth. I was like, you fucking brought me up, woman. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so man. how about this? Fucking heat wave in this weather too, man. Oh, I'm dying. I still got my AC. Well, I got my AC turned off now, but it was just running. It's fucking unbelievable. It's goddamn October almost. Oh yeah. It fucking makes a hangover worse too. Oh. Ten in the morning and it's 87 by May. Jesus, 87. Yeah. I don't even know what it is because I've been outside for five minutes today to let the dogs <laughs> out, and uh, and that was the end of that. I went to the shop to um, go to the post office, and um, I ended up going out in just a shorts and t-shirt. So it's pretty fucking warm over here as well. You own shorts? I can't picture you wearing anything other than, like, huge black pants. <laughs> Dude, my pants and like what it, I wear <laughs> like under a long my shorts. Jacket. Your pants were <laughs> under your shorts. <laughs> right, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a long leather coat that I only bring out at winter, and um, otherwise I wear hoodies all year round. And yes, I do wear shorts. They are black, um, <laughs> as always, um, as is everything else in my fucking wardrobe. I just picture um, you wearing like um, what's his face, uh, Gary from World's End, like just like a cosplay. <laughs> like that's it <laughs> every day. Like you get up out of bed and put on your leather jacket. Yeah, he reminds right. me of uh, what's his face from IT Crowd. Uh, Moss. <laughs> no, the goth. Oh, Richmond. Yeah, yes. no fielding. Yeah, Richmond. Yeah. I fucking love Richmond. <laughs> it is easily That's... my favorite character from IT Crowd. That's Run. you. That's <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm actually kind of like. Have you ever seen a TV show called Black Books? Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I've been told I'm a. I'm a cross between Richmond. IT crowd and Bernard Black from Black <laughs> I don't know either Excellent. of those things. You've never heard of Black's books? Oh, no. for fuck's sake, Brian! Dude, it's awesome. It's on uh, Netflix. I think I think it's still on Netflix, but it's fantastic. Mm. It's Bill Bill Bailey, um, Dylan Moran, and um, Tamsin Greig, and they have loads of like cameos. So you get Simon Pegg has been in it. Nick Frost has been in it. I don't know if you know who Dylan Warren is, but he was the uh, uh, the guy with the glasses <laughs> from Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, he was he was uh, Daffs in Shaun of the Dead. Gotcha. Yeah. He was the guy who got ripped apart in the in the Winchester. So awesome to watch it. All right, I will get on that. All right, we'll, we'll, IT we'll... crowd is just fucking quality. Just yeah, comedy gold. I've seen gifs of that. Yeah. The gif I posted on Amy's um, thread this morning is Moss from IT Crowd. Oh, the guy with the computer on fire. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, oh. he's actually the funniest character in that. All right, well, let's actually get something done today. How about that? Uh, All right. All right, so uh, we're going to talk about bullshit, uh, obviously, and um, maybe some horror movies and some other nonsense that we're going to get into. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, we're the official podcast of UpcomingHorrorMovies.com. We're the official least organized podcast on all of the Yay! <laughs> we, <laughs> we got that award recently. And uh, you can catch us on uh, our Facebook group, All You Need Is Blood, 
or you can hit us up on Gmail. All you need is bloodpod at gmail.com. And um, there's probably various other means to contact us, but I can't think yeah, of them you... right now, and they're not written down, so I won't read them. Yeah. yeah and, that's, um, and that's my dog, Butter. Butter, yeah, shut up. I'm... And you can catch us, me and Ryan, on Twitter. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> you can catch me and Ryan on Twitter as well. And Mike has a Twitter, but he never uses it. I posted a picture before. I said hello uh, like yeah, a you month did. ago. That counts, that was... right? Yeah. I have an Instagram. Yeah, it's, you, yeah. Check out check out Mike's Instagram for pictures of feces that he. Lays no, in the it's, I don't. I don't put those on Instagram. I put oh. those on Snapchat. Oh, follow my, my Instagram. Sna- follow my you Instagram. Put Instagram is all the vinyl I buy. Yeah, um, you should post your um, poop pictures on Instagram and put them in your are you Instagram saying, stories. Are you saying I could get successful <laughs> off my poop? Quite possibly. It depends on I, your poop, really. Really? Huh. I'm seeing dollar signs. <laughs> hey, it could be worse. It could be you. Um, could be YouTube. Yeah, I don't know if that's going to work. You know, so there's well. a website, and I know we're going off track, but there's there's a website called RateMyPoo.com, and people put <laughs> poo, and then you can rate it. And there was this one guy. <laughs> What's the top-rated poo? I think one of the top-rated ones is a guy. And he took a picture of his poo, but he's holding it in his hand over the toilet. <laughs> I've seen that. Oh, it, made me, it made me tear up. I was laughing so hard. This is, looks like this bomb. <laughs> I've actually seen that, and I can oh actually exclusively reveal oh that I know of the person who did that. What? <laughs> Fucking celebrities. <laughs> I thought I thought we were only gonna have one guest segment on today. <laughs> Welcome to all you need is poop. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I'm gonna have a heart attack. <laughs> Holy shit! All right. <laughs> After that little sidestep, let's uh, let's let's start off. Um, with what we usually like to do, uh, let's start off by talking about what's going on um, in terms of uh, what have you guys been watching, listening to, reading. Uh, Shane, I'm going to start with you uh, after that little last little interruption. What have you been uh, getting up to lately? <laughs> um, I have been buying stupid amounts of media. Um, CDs, Blu-rays, a PC, a new phone. <laughs> Yeah, a new phone. Sorry, I was so rudely interrupted then. <laughs> um, uh, um, lots of clothing. I bought a really cool um, Cornetto Trilogy shirt the other day online. I also bought my very own um, Shaun of the Dead hoodie, which I will post a picture of later on. Um, and I was pretty damn impressed with that. Uh, what else have I bought? I have discovered Tea Furry. Tea um, Furry. The Ameri- tea, tea Furry. <laughs> okay. Um, what is, what is it? Is it a tea service? Tea? No, you twat. It's a fucking t shirt site. Um, <laughs> I thought it was a British tea delivery service. <laughs> what? Like, oh like Dollar Shave Club. <laughs> like oh they, 
<laughs> they deliver teas to your house every month or something. Oh my fucking god. My... Oh dear. I don't know. Uh, I or... You're from, uh, I, I You're ordered... from England. I mean, people must have a tea service like that. No, not that I'm aware of. I buy mine from the fucking shop. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, anyway, um, I lost my train of thought there. Um, oh, yeah. T-shirts. Well, you, you bought a soundtrack when you were all drunk. You don't remember, didn't you? Seen you post oh, that. fuck yeah. Yeah, there was that. Yeah, I, I, um, I've been buying um, film soundtracks recently. And um, one of them, which was actually, is, I'm glad you brought that up, Craig. Um it's actually pretty funny. I ordered season three, or was that Hannibal season three, volume two? And I don't remember buying it. And that happens. I, yeah, I don't know if I was drunk when I bought it, or if it was just one of those three o'clock in the morning, I'm so fucking tired, I'm just going to click on anything yeah. purchases, because um, we've all been there. Um yeah, kind of like reminds me of the time Ryan spent $175 on that Evil Dead box set with the knife. Well, um, that was on purpose, first of all. Yeah, just, right. Just because I was drunk when I bought it doesn't mean that that wasn't going to happen anyway. See, I remember the message the, the following day. I may have accidentally spent $175 <laughs> on the Evil Dead box set. And I was like, mm-hmm, yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> It was in Australia. It cost so much goddamn money to get that stuff sent over here. Yeah, I bet. Fucking hell. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, anyway, I've been buying soundtracks. So I got the Hannibal soundtrack. I bought John Carpenter's The Fog, the two-disc special edition, um, with extra content, which is kind of sexy. Um, and I've just bought a load of other fucking CDs and lots of... Lots of other shit, and um, my cat is uh, currently not running out of food anytime soon either, because the cat has more food than what I do. Excellent. Well, now you've got something to snack on. There he is. Yeah. He makes his appearance. All right, Ziggs. Oh my god. What? What do you want? That's a loud pussy you got there. <laughs> He's a big old boy. <laughs> That's a loud gas you got there. Oh my god! <laughs> so how about you, Mike? What's your gash been up to? <laughs> um, well, I've been on vacation from work this week, and all I've been doing is playing Destiny Two, and I've been buying vinyl. Mm-hmm. Uh, Destiny Two is fantastic. If you like the first Destiny, you'll like this one. If you didn't like the first Destiny, you will like this one. Um, I've been doing a lot of that. I've been the, the vinyl. The keyboard, I... you twat. Thank you. Sorry. What the hell? No, my, it's my you. Cat. Shane, yeah, why my... is your camera on? I was oh, the fucking cat. He's done that. You're naked. <laughs> no, I'm not. You can't. Fuck off. <laughs> He's wearing socks. Um... <laughs> Uh, recently, I bought the very first uh, bolt thrower vinyl, but it was a reissue. It's uh, Grand Madness at the BBC, the Eric Peel sessions. <clears throat> uh, it, also, I pre-ordered the new Cannibal Corpse album, and I got the UK limited to 200 vinyl marble, so I'm very excited for that. Sweet. 
that's my accomplishments for this week being on vacation. I've been treating myself poorly. I've been eating Skittles and M&Ms and Mountain Dew. Um, yeah, that's it. Oh, Excellent. Oh. Living live the full gamer lifestyle. Huh? Oh, my God. It's amazing. I haven't been able to do this since, like, February, so I'm, I'm very February, happy. Geez. Oh, Mike, <laughs> I would just, Mike, I'd just like to correct you. It's not Eric Peel. It's John Peel. What? You said the John Peel, uh, the Eric Peel sessions? Earache. Earache oh, record. Earache. Yeah. Sound like you said Eric Peel. Who the hell is that? I don't fucking know. <laughs> Why are you correcting me? <laughs> well, it sounded like, I thought you said you meant John Peel sessions, because John Peel was a DJ over here. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, that's not Eric Peel. Mike's like, who's Eric Peel? I don't know. <laughs> It could be Eric Peel. We have no idea. Oh, fucking hell. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I can what? see this podcast going down in history as I... one of the most deprived, fucked up ones we've done. <laughs> I knew it right from right off the bat. As soon as Craig came on, I'm like, this is going to be a fucking mess. It's no the short Craig. Craig. We can blame you. Yeah. This one, all right. You know, I ain't got my shit together, so go ahead. Feel free to blame me. <laughs> <laughs> so... So, uh, so Craig, have you been uh, watching, listening, uh, doing anything recently? Uh, man, uh, staying busy with work. Um, I, I picked up Wonder Woman, of course. You know, uh, that's nice. great. Then I picked up that fucking disaster, The Mummy. Yeah, uh, Tom Cruise is really helping out the monster universe there. You know. Yeah, right. Driving <laughs> that right. I yeah. can't wait for the next reboot next year. Yeah, let's see how bad they fucked that up too. Terrible, man. Absolutely terrible. Did you so. see it in, like, theaters or, or see it already? No, I just, man, sometimes fucking, you know, it's like, ah, I got this extra money and I kind of want to check out this shit and then I regret wasting my time yeah, and right. my money. So, and that's kind of what happened with that. I was like, ah, I'll give this a shot and fuck. It's funny, because uh, I was at Universal Studios last weekend and they had the Mummy ride. And that's yeah. like, that ride was so good. And everything is all Brendan Frasered out. Yeah. And at the very ass end of the ride, when you're walking out, it has like a little picture of Tom Cruise. <laughs> what? It's like they don't even want to acknowledge it, but they have to in a way. Well, that ride's been there for years. That's a good one. That's the indoor roller coaster. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I like that part where it like um, it 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 sort of, it sort of pulls you up real slow, and then it stops, and all the flames come up, and then it just drops yeah. you. It was pretty cool. Yeah, that's cool. But yeah, I just found it funny because he mentioned Mummy, and I was like, oh yeah, they made that. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I don't think you're going to be seeing a new ride with Tom Cruise's face on it. Yeah, brought to you by the Church of Scientology. Yeah. <laughs> That's no. That would be an awesome ride. I'd take a Xenu ride. Xenu ride. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Now Scientology's going to be after us. Thanks again, Craig. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, cool. <laughs> so, but yeah, I, I, uh, I really ain't been up to a whole lot, man. Uh, you know, try to watch some horror movies here and there and you know uh, just kick back and relax when i can nice so yeah i think that's what we all try to do um as for myself i don't know stuff a little bit of stuff i've been doing uh watching movies and tv shows and shit oh the uh the punisher trailer came out that awesome. looks so fucking good i'm like completely erect thinking about it right now oh the fucking music that they set that trailer to is fucking Oh my Metallica god! One. Oh, Fuck so good. Perfect. Perfect. Oh man, I didn't even see the trailer yet, but oh, one's yeah. like my favorite song. It is brilliant that like they they uh, they timed machine gun fire with the drums, 
Um, yeah. Oh my the god! So guns. <laughs> yeah. Fuck Bad that. Ass. Great, great trailer. I cannot wait for that show. Uh, I've been, I've been like waiting for that show since I heard Netflix, or since I heard Marvel got the rights to Punisher back, and I'm like, oh my god, please make this awesome. It looks so good. It's got they got a uh, micro is going to be in the sh- in the uh, show, and they they showed who I think is playing Detective Soap, who if you read the Punisher comics is like the fucking the dumbest piece of shit, but he's like a great character. I love I love that he's going to be in this. I'm so excited. <clears throat> but yeah, Tom Burton looks the part too. Yeah, yeah, it looks it looks really good. <clears throat> I don't know if they're changing up his story though. It looked like. Unless they, they were showing some, like, nightmare sequence or something. Because, uh, you know, they already sort of explained his story in Daredevil Season 2. Um, but it, it looked like they had his wife being killed at a different location than she was killed in that show. So, I don't know. Maybe they're uh, maybe they're just playing with it or maybe they're going to change up the uh, timeline or something. I have no idea. But it looks that good. That one scene in uh, that Daredevil episode where he's explaining himself in the cemetery. Yeah. Like that was like the best part of the whole season for me. I get chills when I think about it. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, that was. I don't. I like the part on the roof too when him and Dare, he's got Daredevil chained to the roof, and he's oh, yeah. uh, he's got a gun taped to him, and he's like, "You yep. have to kill me, otherwise I'm gonna kill this guy." My, fa- I love that because that's in one of my favorite issues of the Punisher comics. The one of my favorite runs. Um, fucking brilliant. Great scene. Um, so yeah, that, that I'm looking forward to. Uh, also, I just um. Saw this recently. Friend of the podcast, Matt Blazy, is uh, he's actually having a commentary track on the new uh, Scream Factory release of Land of the Dead. So the new Blu-ray yeah. that's coming out, Matt Blazy's going to be on the commentary. I'm like, that is fucking yeah. awesome. That spawny motherfucker. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you call him scrawny? No, spawny. Oh, spawny. <clears throat> I was gonna yeah. say, I've met the man. There's nothing scrawny about him. Yeah, I know. Ooh. What's uh what's spawny, Shane? You gotta uh, enlighten us. Spawny lucky. Mm. It's a is a is a British term for lucky. Ah, uh, gotcha. We okay. need to keep like a counter of all the British things that Shane says. I can't so keep on have, all these. We have dirty nappies, that's what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> and and ooh ducky, that's a big one. Ooh ducky, ooh, yeah, ducky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, this podcast has gone a bit ooducky, all right, yeah. <laughs> what a dirty nappy this is. It will be. Between Shane's, <laughs> between Shane's socks and my erection, it's going to get a whole lot uh, ooduckier. You guys can put two and two together. Oh, dude, no, wrong, wrong, <laughs> fucking wrong. I'm going like, to smoke a fag. <laughs> oh, That'll straighten this place up. So, yeah, that's what's been going on. Let's... Uh... <laughs> Um, yeah, let's let's get into our first topic that I want to talk about, or, or at least uh, I can transition to. So I was uh, lucky enough to have the opportunity to do an interview with the um, the filmmakers behind the movie Happy Hunting, which actually, if you're listening to this, the movie is already out. You can get it on iTunes and a variety of different locations. I'm sure it's probably on Google Play and a couple other places as well. Um, and uh, great movie, and I had a chance to interview the guys, uh, Joe Deesh, um, Lou Gibson, Joe Totano, and Bryson Pintard. And all four of the guys uh, sat down with me, did a little interview, which uh, you could listen to right about now. All right, gentlemen, thank you very much for joining me on this special episode of All You Need Is Blood. 
Uh, we have the filmmaking crew of the new movie, Happy Hunting, coming out. Um, so guys, I was hoping maybe we could just go around the room there, since I have a whole room full of uh, Skype people, and uh, maybe introduce yourselves and uh, say what you do in the movie. Absolutely. Uh, Joe Deitch, co-writer, co-director, cinematographer. Um, and uh, that's me. Louis Gibson, co-writer, co-director. Bryson Pintard, producer. Joe Toronto, co-producer. We invited him along. <laughs> <laughs> nah, Joe's a good guy. Nah, the, uh, the actual crew of the movie was, for the most part, literally the four of us plus uh, our makeup and uh, production coordinator, so... This is most of most of the crew of Happy Hunting. This is right six, this is sixty percent of the crew. Seventy <laughs> percent. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Seventy, sure. Awesome. Sorry, guys. I just realized I had my camera turned off as you were probably staring into a blank screen, oh, not oh. knowing that I'm there. Good. <laughs> That's what I thought Sam. We need, yeah, we feel lonely. <laughs> All good. I am actually a person. I do exist. <laughs> So awesome. Uh, are you guys all like uh, longtime collaborators or did you just sort of get tossed into this film as some universal wide coincidence? Uh, we all met together through Chapman uh, University. We're all going to school down there. Actually, Bryson and I were in high school together, so we've known each other a long time. Although we weren't really friends in high school, but met up afterwards. Different circles. Yeah. Which one was a cool one? That's a real question. Bryson was different cools. Different cools. Bryson was football cool. I was uh, <laughs> I was uh, <laughs> cool. So <laughs> there is such funny. a thing. Bryson was giving uh, swirlies. <laughs> swirlies. Giving <laughs> swirlies to Joe's friends. Bryson would uh, lock me in the locker. You know. <laughs> Cool, good stuff. So just uh, right off the bat, since we are a horror-themed podcast, I'm required by internet law to uh, ask you guys um, if you're a horror fan and uh, maybe what's uh, one or two of your favorite horror movies. I did notice there is some horror influence going on in Happy Hunting. Absolutely, yeah. I think uh, I feel like my go-to is always the original Alien. Mm. I'm a sucker for a, a good 70s slow burn. Classic Ridley Scott. Yep. Uh, any movie that takes like 40 minutes to get where it's going, like I'm just on board. Just, nothing's happening. I'm just like like very down for that movie. Like yeah. I love that about old seventies movies. So, oh yeah, me too. Like eventually yeah. something really cool is gonna happen. So I'm just gonna like sit and watch this movie. Like I love that stuff. So alien. Yeah, I think for me, uh I'm just in anything that's that's fun. So like my go to is probably the thing. Um Yes. Uh yeah, uh, when I was a kid, I would actually just I, I would get too scared of like this like the real scary movies. <laughs> like I remember watching, um, I used to watch Omega Man, and that would scare the shit out of me. Um, but uh, yeah, is that the Charlton Heston one? Yeah, I love that movie. But yeah, I think I think like the thing. I used to watch the thing when I was a kid a lot. I remember. Um, I, used, yeah. I used to watch Alien as a kid because they used to have it at the library back when like you'd get movies at the library. Yeah, sure. My mom just didn't know what it was, so she'd always like rent me the Alien movies because she thought thought they were. So I'd watch them when I was like a ten, just get scared shitless. <laughs> like so, that was. I was how about you guys? Uh, I'm gonna go with more of like Scream. Uh, like it's not really like a classic horror movie, but I kind of like like the campy, like the you know the rules, like the Cabin in the Woods type movies. Sure. Uh, although, although I do enjoy Insidious and you know. Some of the real true genre flicks. The original hit, very good. Yep. 
You ever see the? Uh, you ever see uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very good movie. I'll say that's right. That's right up that alley. Sort of the subversive yeah. <laughs> horror, but still fun. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, my favorite horror. It's not. I, I. Some people probably wouldn't consider it a horror, but I love Rec Room for a Dream. I consider that a horror film. In, oh in, yeah. You know. Um, <laughs> the final it. scene. Yeah. <laughs> This final, like, five the final minutes. thirty seconds yeah. was very horrible <laughs> yeah. for you. <laughs> depends. Yeah. It depends what you're into, I guess. Maybe. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, that's abs- it's definitely shocking. That's for sure. So we've established that uh, one of us has never seen a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, so speaking of some of the. Um, the influences in Happy Hunting. I guess maybe we should just go into a little bit about the movie itself. We're going to be talking about it with my uh, my co-hosts uh, oh, cool. in, in this podcast when we get to it, um, which which is sounds weird, but I'm recording this before I do the podcast. It, it's just a, a scheduling thing. But um, so yeah, the the basic story of this movie, right, is we have our uh, our our main character Warren, right, who is uh, sort of. Get, gets dropped into ter- a terrible situation where he ends up in this sort of podunk Texas town and uh, has to deal with all the locals that uh, happen to have a, I guess it's a yearly ceremony of uh, hunting the nefarious people that show up in town. Yeah, it's a yearly hunting festival. He gets roped into it, and kind of the other uh, hook of the movie is that Warren is a hardcore alcoholic. Mm-hmm. So he gets, he gets these shakes unless he's drunk. So he's also trying to, trying to uh, stay drunk for the entire movie. Yes. Because if, um, if his buzz wears off, then he's going to get the DTs. So now, like what, one of my favorite parts of this movie was actually like right in the beginning, the intro. It sort of reminded me, honestly, of like a Tarantino kind of thing. Like you don't really know what's going on. You're, you're dropped into the characters. It's all just dialogue and what's going on with them. And then, like, shit hits the fan extremely fast. And you're like, oh, shit, that's where we're going with this movie. Did mm-hmm. you guys have have any type of influence from uh, something like that? Like a little Pulp Fiction in there, maybe? Oh, I think, we, yeah, I mean, we definitely watched, watched our fair share of Tarantino. I think there's there's some of that there, especially in that scene where it's sort of this, you know, uh, you, you look at, like, the opening of, like, Inglorious Bastards where they sort of sit and have that long conversation in the farmhouse. Stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, I think in general in the movie, a lot of the references, in addition to sort of the obvious uh, horror tropes, are also uh, it's a lot of Western references too. Yeah, yeah. Spaghetti westerns, yeah. Sam Peckinpah mm-hmm. westerns. I think we're we're drawing a lot a lot on those too. You know, it, if you look at the movie structurally, a lot of it's just sort of a western wrapped up in a horror movie. Yeah, so. and the um, the setting itself, obviously, it's right. It's, it takes place in like a small Texas town, but mo- the majority of it is uh, out in the desert, and it's absolutely yeah. gorgeous. Yeah, I think the way that we tried to shoot it, we tried to give the desert its own character because obviously that could get obviously kind of boring if you're not, you know, it's a guy walking around the desert. So we made sure we kind of gave it its own feel, um, which Joe crushed the cinematography on that, and you know. A lot of drones, big shots, sound, you know. We just kind of made it like endless yeah. space. If you don't have a lot of money, shooting in the desert is great because if you put something in the middle of nothing, it's sort of inherently interesting photographically. Yeah. So yeah. I think we, we tried to take advantage of that. Yeah, it's absolutely beautiful. Like, there's some shots you can't even, I know it's a low-budget movie, just knowing from, you know, it's 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 got, like, the, the right kind of press you get from all these, like, indie movies and stuff, but it looks absolutely gorgeous. 
And um, it, it looks like a big budget movie, and that's that's a huge compliment, you know, for um, awesome for, yeah, you know, what you guys are doing. So yeah, yeah, absolutely fantastic. So I'm a big proponent of um, characterization and character building. Um, that's sort of one of my go-to things in horror movies, and I'm, I have I've got this theory that like the best slashers and the best like horror movies are that way because you care about the characters and you guys do such a good job with your main character in this. Like you're following him on this horrible journey. And, um, and like it, it really, it really makes you feel for the guy. It, and even in times when he's doing like, you know, shit that you disagree with, you're just like, Oh my God, I hope this turns out all right for him. Um, <laughs> But at the at the same time, you you sort of have like a juxtaposition with uh, with another character in the movie, Steve. They sort of have similar paths, but it, it's almost like um, I don't know. It's almost like a, a mirror where they're they're you know you got Warren on one side and Steve on the other, but they sort of take different paths. Um, mm -hmm. When you guys were sort of, I don't know if you guys were involved in the story writing or anything like that, but um, the script bring, as well. So yeah, yeah, I was gonna say bringing Steve to life there. Uh, what, what's the sort of background between Steve and Warren, or, or I mean, not background, but the sort of the um, the reflection of the two of them? I mean, I think we were trying to deal with two guys who definitely were both grappling with addiction issues and sort of seeing how that played out in their lives. Um, I think for us, it was sort of the idea of having Warren as this guy who's in the middle of his addiction. And I think the character of Steve is this very kind of straight-laced AA guy who throughout the course of the movie cracks up and goes nuts. I think it's sort of yeah. fun to watch the, the uh, buttoned-up kind of Pleasantville character uh, lose his shit up by the end of the movie and become the antagonist. So we were ha having a lot of fun with that. The actors who played those guys, uh, Warren's played by Martin Dinglewall and uh, Steve's played by Ken Lally. And they both and I had a lot of fun with those roles. And bring a lot to the characters yeah there was something fun too about making the um antagonist steve and not making him necessarily the sheriff which i feel like when we were writing we looked at usually you see you show the sheriff in the town and then it's like the sheriff is the bad guy and the sheriff kind of had his own arc where he kind of without ruining anything you know he kind of has his own thing so yeah um that was kind of i think interesting to us too to not go as maybe formulaic with what you would expect yeah, absolutely. I, I, I like the path that it took because no one is safe in this movie. Like at, at any point in time, anybody could be killed. And that you, you sort of set the stakes for that right in the beginning. I like that part. Yeah, that was the goal. I always like stuff like that. We were, we were just over in uh, South uh, Korea for the Asian premiere for that. And we were talking about South Korean horror movies and how we appreciate because I think like South Korean movies don't really follow the classic like Hollywood structure. Yeah. So well, I love watching South Korea because if I watch any like Hollywood movie, I more or less know where it's going. But you watch these South Korean horror movies and you just never know what's going to happen because <laughs> they'll just have a main character for like 40 minutes and then he's just dead. And new main character, you know. Yeah, There's right. <laughs> such like interesting conventions in, uh, in a lot of uh, foreign horror movies. So I think being a fan of that, we wanted to try to bring a little bit of that unexpectedness to it. Yeah, which maybe to maybe uh, maybe to the Koreans that's normal. I don't know. Maybe like they watch some, uh, some American. Like, hey, what, what happened? Yeah, yeah. They're like they're like again. Anything could happen. Ah, I wish there was a nice predictable movie that we could yeah. change. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe you live with Kim Jong Un as your neighbor for yeah. like your entire yeah, life. Right. Yeah, you got to be on your toes. It's like, <laughs> like culturally, that's just like hey, like. Anything can happen at any time. Like, yeah, it's rocket just like, man, yeah. That's, they're <laughs> rocket man. 
Now, another part of this thing that I was actually really surprised by was there was a, a really good score for this movie. And on, mm. on any movies, like, you never have a great score, but you really get that Western tone in this. Uh, yeah. how, how did you guys manage to get such a, an interesting score put into it? We actually uh, were able to bring in an ensemble orchestra, so kind of like bisection. Um, all the strings would come in, and we spent a couple days with production, um, uh, with percussion, and uh, just kind of banged it out over a couple days. But um, uh, Ryan DiCario and Simon Jay uh, came in, uh, completely composed it, wrote it, uh, conducted, scored it, did everything. Um, and it's beautiful. It's it's with all live instruments, and that almost mm -hmm. never happens now. Yeah, and that's even, amazing. Even big, even big films, uh, you know, go to like the pre-recorded stock stuff, or like or like the MIDI, whatever. <laughs> but um, we were really fortunate. I think we had like a lot of fun. For me, it was a mm -hmm. great part of the yeah, process. Cool. Yeah, and then our bu our buddy Ben Bostick uh, came in as well, and he recorded all the original songs. There's sort of all the original. We, we we had a lot of songs that just sort of sound like real songs from the 60s and 50s and stuff like that. Um, so because we wanted to have that that you know the feel of having real songs in the movie, because I think it adds a lot of production value. But obviously, we can't pay seventy thousand dollars to license some song from the 60s. Yeah, so right. Our buddy came in and did uh, really fantastic yeah. uh, original music that sort of plays throughout. Which I because we've watched the movie enough times now, I hear the songs. I, I assume they're just real songs, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they are real songs, but they're they're real songs that were made exclusively for Happy Hunting. So, yeah, right now you've got them on your own iTunes, and you're like, oh, I hear that all the time. That's yeah. right. So well, that's that's awesome. Yeah, it's uh, that's really surprising for uh, for a horror movie type thing. That never happens that you actually get an instrumental score, but it stands out. It's something I noticed, and I'm not like I'm not a music guy, so I usually don't pick up on stuff like that. But I'm like, oh, wow, that's actually pretty interesting. I can't believe they they got, like, a legitimate uh, score in this movie. Yeah, yeah. awesome. We're very lucky. With yeah, that. We're, we're pretty fortunate to be able to pull as many favors as we could on this from, um, from people who were just happy to come collaborate. So that was pretty cool. So I got a couple questions for you. And um, specifically, there's one scene I want to ask about. Is it possible... To fire a shell with a knife. <laughs> it um, actually is. Yes. Technically, yes. yes. Um, we found uh, videos on YouTube of people at least doing it where they would put a shotgun shell in a bench vise and then fire a BB into it and set off the shotgun shell. Well, there were, yeah, there were, so, there were booby trap videos where it's like um, someone, they take a PVC pipe yeah. and then put a nail in the bottom that's like directly in the middle and then you hit a string and the shotgun shell drops and hits it so it's possible that yeah. is awesome i watched that i was like what <laughs> we wanted to try to put vietnam booby trap yeah we wanted to try to put something in that would that we were trying to think you know what haven't we seen like you know we were trying to think as many things like that you know it's like hey all he's got is a shotgun shell in life what can we do with this so i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't expect it to work outside of movie world but it it technically <laughs> I've seen I've seen more outrageous things. I saw yeah, saw in moves. <laughs> I saw LL Cool J once throw a Zippo across the room, deep, uh, deep blue sea, and like, <laughs> like, 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 like two hundred yards. I remember well, I was like ten in the Very theater. Hard. I'm like I'm like that. You can't do that. So. Well, I want to I want to congratulate you. That might be the first deep blue sea reference on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish I remember what he said when he like hits him. 
He's probably got a cool take line. a bite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, th- toasted. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I think it's, I think it's, it's, awesome. some, it's something he, about his parrot because he's got his parrot in there. Oh, the yeah. parrot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Polly. Yeah. It's something. <laughs> I remember that. Wow. Ladies love fans. I just that's gotta be the that's gotta be the lamest rap name ever when I when I realized what LL Cool J actually stood for. <laughs> ladies love Cool James. There's nothing lamer than that. And I think maybe that was cool like in the nineties. LL Don't give us a bad review, LL. He's gonna take a break CIS. I would actually I would actually like to change my favorite horror movie to Deep Blue Sea. It was a little spooky in the beginning, and then and Samuel gets a little. Oh uh, yeah, he gets, he gets taken out early. They oh yeah, yep. Afford him for the whole movie, so they had to uh, <laughs> take a bite out of that budget. If you know what I'm saying, we don't, <laughs> don't get any spoilers out there for anyone who hasn't seen Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> yeah, right. There's, I don't think there's anybody that hasn't seen it. That movie's a, like a TNT staple. Yeah, that that and Anaconda. Anaconda played on TV like every Saturday for like twelve years. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Sci-Fi Sci-Fi Channel's still playing it. They they got like one through four. They're playing. I think they're up to now. Uh, that was that was great. <laughs> oh, that's funny. LL's also in that one. <laughs> that's right. No, he oh, is. Yeah, that was Ice T. Oh man. <laughs> I'm tearing up over here. That's funny. You can cut all this out. <laughs> Ab- oh, yeah, I definitely will. They won't hear this. Yeah. Not lying. I'm not <laughs> no, the, um, that's funny. So uh, back to the movie. Um, there's, uh, there's also like some, uh, I don't know if you, I would say political messages, but there's some, uh, some political situations going on in this movie, especially in, you know, the uh, the recent ongoings in the U.S. You guys got a big scene involving a, a wall or a fence uh, on the U.S. Mexico border. Was this before or after? Sort of the- yeah, it, <laughs> we always get the question. The reality is, we, we wrote the script. We finished the first draft of the script before Trump announced he was running for president. Oh, okay. So really, any political messaging is is pretty incidental. I think we were sort of playing up a lot of zeitgeisty. Things that you know exist in politics and you know in our country, and I think Trump was playing up a lot of those same things. But we weren't we weren't necessarily making a direct comment on uh, on anything political. But I think a lot of that's been sort of ascribed to it after the fact, which which yeah. is fine, you know. Yeah, which is because people talking great. I think it's know? I think it was like what other obstacle could you have? And it was like yeah, right, or it's like. <laughs> Okay, like oh the border wall that's pretty cool. Maybe we can go find it and shoot there, and then we found out we could. So it kind of was pretty awesome. So oh that wow. that was the wall. That's the real wall. Yeah, that, oh, shot, I didn't even know that. We digitally uh, doubled the height, but it, otherwise the, the the actual wall is probably pretty easy to climb over. But uh, <laughs> we, we made it uh, best. <laughs> I know we had to we had to sneak up to it. You're not allowed to get that close. We were like, let's do it. So oh no, did you guys see anybody crossing while you were there? Yeah, we let them by. Yeah, absolutely right. Just come yeah. on. They're, they're, in the mo- they're in the movie. What yeah. do you mean? <laughs> Turn them in. Oh man, that's classic. No, I I really like the movie, guys. This was uh this was actually fun watching this one. Thanks for um, yeah, yeah. I wanted to thank you guys for coming on and talking uh, talking about it with me, and um, thanks for giving us the opportunity to. Give it a look and, and discuss it. And I uh, wish you guys good luck on this. Now, the movie is releasing uh, Friday. 
Yep, September the, 22nd, uh, iTunes, DirecTV, all VOD platforms for the most part, and uh, select theaters, which if you go to our Twitter page, um, I think it's HH underscore film. Yes. Uh, there's a posting on there um, of all the theaters where it's playing across the U.S. We'll send you guys all those links, too, so you can uh, repost them on your page. iTunes probably the easiest place uh, to find it, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Any word of a uh, physical release yet, or they don't do those anymore? Um, probably some sort of a physical release yeah. in a month, but uh, in, in uh, Australia, then, uh, in Australia yeah, it is Australia definitely coming out on DVD, Blu-ray. Uh, Maybe other the than UK, that, not sure. So. Yeah, you'd think we would know these things, but we don't. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how it happens. Um, but yeah, everyone should check this out. I recommend it. Um, it's real fun. The guys are great filmmakers, you can tell. And amazingly, this is this everyone's first full-length feature film? It's um, uh, Louis and mine. I think Bryson in Toronto produced a couple features before this, but uh, this is our first collaboration together. Yeah. Awesome, and it came out really well, guys. Um, so, yeah, thanks for coming on, and um, I wish you guys the best of luck. Thank you, man. And, uh, thanks, and, buddy. And I hope to see more in the future from you, fellas. Absolutely. Yeah, we're happy to come back. All right. Uh, great. Take care, man. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. See you. See you. Thank you so bye, much. Bye, bye. Thanks, Brian. And wasn't that great? It was the best. That was amazing. It's fantastic. Yes, I know. I, I, I was riveted. Those guys were hysterical, actually. I had a really good time <clears throat> talking bullshit with them, and uh, I want to congratulate them on their Deep Blue Sea references they managed to pull out of nowhere. Um, what a hell of a fart as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was impressed with that. that Still awesome. unidentified, Shane. We don't know who the culprit is. If you go back and listen <sighs> to the audio, there is some oh, sort man. of noise. <laughs> That'll be the last review you do of them. Oh, my God. <laughs> it kind of reminds me of the time of me talking to Ryan and I farted so loud he thought I was moving heavy, heavy furniture. <laughs> <laughs> that was. I that's... once made a guy throw up by farting. <laughs> I call it that I oh, earned my that... train wings that day. Oh man, that is oh, epic. That is just fucking epic. That throw up. Now that's an accomplishment. I gotta say, I'm impressed. Thank you. Thank you. Good job, fellas. So let's talk a little bit about happy hunting after we went through that fucking disaster. <sighs> now, uh, Mike, you didn't get a chance to see this, and I know Craig. I don't think you've. Uh, You've gotten this through, but Shane, you watched Happy Hunting, right? I did last night, actually. Um, so, so what did you think about the movie as a whole? I really enjoyed it. I thought I was really quite impressed with it. Um, it's uh, it was one of those films. I obviously I knew nothing about it, so it was kind of cool just to go into it not knowing what was going on and just getting the general gist of it. Um, it's basically alcoholic drifter, you know, trying to battle uh, withdrawal, which um, I can actually relate to because it's not fun and kind of seeing what he was going through as well um, is pretty much very well portrayed. Um, but it's the, uh, when he gets to the little town um, with the, uh, with the rednecks, cause you've got to love rednecks, mm -hmm. um, you know, and how everything was portrayed and that, I just thought it was really cool. And it, it, I, the more I, well, as I was watching it, I was kind of like, "Wow, this is really fucking cool." And then it got really interesting, and I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> so I was actually quite impressed with this film. 
Yeah, I really liked it um, as well. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I thought it was actually beautiful in uh, many, many of the scenes. I can't believe that this was like a low-budget movie. Um, like watching it, it just looks amazing. It's a gorgeous-looking movie. It and... doesn't look it though. It doesn't look low budget at all. It yeah. looks, it looks like it's had a few million thrown at it. Yeah, you know? it's and... super impressive um, from what yes. the, what those guys managed to pull off. Uh, so they did a great job, and uh, I thought the acting was pretty good. Uh, I really liked the story. Mm. <clears throat> you know, it's a simple story, yeah. but it's classic. But it's uh, it's well done. Uh, the main character is really good. That you know, you go through. Uh, you're going through the, with, the withdrawals he's going through, all the shakes and everything, and hallucinations yeah. and shit. Yeah, so that, that's really awesome. And it's yeah. got uh, it's got some decent gore in it too, as well. So, mm. what more could a person was, want? Exactly. I was I was suitably impressed with this to the point where I will actually buy it if it comes out on Blu-ray. Yeah, yeah. They said it's going to be coming soon. Uh, I don't think they had a specific date on the Blu-ray yet, but um, but it right. will be here. Yeah, so, I'll get that. I will be buying it. Yeah, I, th- I think I probably will as well. Um, you have a sale, guys! There you go, that's two. <laughs> You're up to two already, fellas. This, yeah. You see, this podcast brings in the money. Yeah, although we see none of it, but yeah, it <laughs> brings in the money for other people. <laughs> yeah, other people. <laughs> yeah. We need to do something about that. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Mike, yeah. sell yourself. <laughs> I'm like, get that, get that poo stream going. <laughs> we gotta get some of those that that duty funds. So we should just sell sell those fucking images, man. We need to make shirts just of our faces. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We could do that. That's my idea. So right. I'm copywriting that. I'm only gonna yeah. wear one with Shane's face, though. Ew. Why? What about mine? No, out. Gross. <laughs> I might just get your name. I might just get your face tattooed over each nipple. Nice. <laughs> you got a, nip, a nippy tattoo. Jesus. <laughs> what do they call? Do they call nipples anything special in Britain? No, just nips. Nips. Yeah. Okay. Nips. Teats. 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 Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Teats. Teats. <laughs> Oh, since the last time we did this podcast, I'm just remembering this now. Um, I also went to the CT Horror Fest, which is a convention in Connecticut, and it was fucking awesome. Had a great time there. Uh, I got to meet Tom Atkins again, who is one of my heroes. I fucking love that guy. Sid Haig, who was awesome. Ken Forey was really cool. Adrian Barbeau, who is, like, amazingly hot for a uh, a woman who started films in the 80s. She's, um, she's got to be pushing 70, ain't she, man? Uh, I IMDb'd it, and she's over. Damn, look, that, picture, that picture was good. Good Hold, looking I, woman, man. Dude, I know. I'm like, what? This lady's 70? I was showing my mom. She was like, bullshit, that lady's not 70. She got mad. She's just like... <laughs> 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 but, uh, but, yeah, no, it was, a, it was a great convention. I got a bunch of stuff. That I purchased, I probably didn't need to. I actually have one poster that is fucking amazing. I can't wait to mount it on my wall. Um, it's a uh, it's a drawing by a comic book artist, uh, Jeff Zorno, who uh, does a lot of the Godzilla comics and um, some zombie comics. I'm trying to, what was the name of that one? Uh, the 66, I think. 66 something, 68 maybe. I can't remember the, name, the specific name of the zombie comic he, uh, he draws for. Um, but he does a lot of cool stuff. He was um, he was selling some of his uh, his prints that he makes, and one of them is a fucking. It's a picture of Godzilla, 
and Batman and Robin, like, fighting in front of Godzilla. I'm like, what is this? And he's telling me, he was like, yeah, they were trying to make a Batman versus Godzilla movie at one point in Japan, and it never got off the ground, but it inspired oh my him. God. It inspired him to make this, like, amazing poster, and at the bottom it just has Japanese text. Like, it's Godzilla in the background, and it's Batman in Japanese in the front. It is fucking amazing. I can't See, I'd, buy that. I'd buy that movie. Oh, oh yeah. Movie. Well, I bought the poster. I'd definitely get the movie. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so I picked that up. Uh, but the, the horror fest was awesome. And my dog is an asshole. Butter, and you shaved shut your up. beard off. Oh, that's a fucking work thing, dude. Ugh, I got so, I was so mad. I, there's one place I had to uh, I had to go for work, and they require you to have a shaved face in case there's an emergency. They can put an oxygen mask on your face. So, really? Yeah, for safety reasons, they they were like, you have to shave it. I'm like, fuck this, man. Oh, my God. I was so mad about it. But I'm growing it back. It's coming back. It actually felt pretty good. to. I, I haven't been actually shaved on my face since, um, shit, it's got to be five years, maybe more now, since I right. fucking clean shaved it. So it felt weird. Really weird. Well, I went, I went to the barbers a few weeks back, and um, I got a cutthroat shave. Mm-hmm. And it felt fucking amazing. And I just sat in the chair for an hour. And it was just awesome. It really was. I'm talking hot towel treatments, cold towel treatments, like moisturizer, fucking beard oils, beard balms, the fucking works. And yeah. I was sat there for an hour and I nearly fell asleep. Straight razor? Did you get a happy ending? Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no happy ending, unfortunately. <laughs> No, nothing like that. There were no hot chicks around, so yeah, that <laughs> I didn't say anything about hot chicks. <laughs> oh, you freak! <laughs> <laughs> Ew, hot chicks. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, let's uh, let's get into our actual topic here, and um, this one was actually brought up by Craig himself, which is why we brought him on because it was such a good idea. We're like, holy shit, why didn't we think of that? Maybe this <laughs> maybe this guy's got some got something going for him. So. Yeah, so good work. So the uh, the topic we're going into is modern day slashers, uh, and I, I sort of think the cutoff. I, I don't know. I said something around two thousand, but I think it's probably a little bit later than two thousand. It's like two thousand four, two thousand five, probably is when the quote unquote modern slasher era, I think, started. Um, and uh, probably one of the staples of that is um, is Hatchet uh, from two thousand six. And Craig, you were going to discuss that one, right? Yeah, yeah, um, Hatchet, when I think, when you say the term slasher, you know, usually the big four come up, you know, like Freddy, Michael, Jason, and Leatherface, and to me, like, with the modern age slasher boom, it starts with Victor Crowley, you know, it flat out starts with him, then you have your Leslie Vernon, Chrome Skull, Babyface right there, there's your counterparts to the, to the old school guys, um, absolutely love Hatchet, um, going to see Victor Crowley. October 20th, I think nice. one showing in Michigan. So, so yeah, I'm excited for that. But, of course, um, very much old-school American horror, man. I mean, the campiness and also the slasher movies, to me, you have to have boobs and blood, period, you know? I mean, you can't be a slasher movie without boobs or blood. So, yeah, just it- my... Hatchet definitely has both tons of blood. It, it had one of maybe the most gruesome kills of any movie. Is on the one face it, 
Oh my god, it's so fucking amazing when Victor Crowley grabs that lady's face and just rips her open. It, it, that is brutal, man. So much blood. So great. Oh yeah. Yeah, that one's an absolute classic. Um, they Now, they had two sequels after the original. Um, and I, th- I think those are those are sort of drop-offs. The only thing, the only negative I'll say about the original was probably Corey Feldman's wife. Um, I, I did not really like her in that movie. What? And Who's yeah. Corey Feldman's wife? Whatever her name is, something Feldman, I don't know. Oh, no, I mean, Tamara, I'm talking about Tamara which Feldman? person. I'm talking about which uh, girl. The main she girl. Mary Jo or oh, Mary I didn't Beth. Know that. I did not know that. Yeah, I uh, I wasn't a big fan of that, and then they replaced her with smartly with Daniel Harris in the sequels, which is yeah. a brilliant, always a brilliant move. Daniel Harris in anything makes it immediately a hundred times more watchable. Uh, with the with that with the sequel, man, I I thought that she overacted way too much. She really, didn't, yeah, I don't think she, I think she tried too hard to to be the same character and it just didn't come across good um i really didn't care for her performance in the second one the third one they toned it down some which was a, a step in the right direction for me but yeah i wasn't a big fan of danielle in the second one and that's almost blasphemy oh my god so yeah you can step right the fuck off this podcast sir <laughs> yeah <laughs> leave this place <laughs> No, I'm, uh, I'm I'm a big fan of hers, and I, uh, I that's like the other those those her and both of those movies are, are what I think the um, the redeeming quality of those movies. I think they they're they're, they're sort of a, a a big step down in terms of I don't even know intensity and originality. Like by the time you get to the third one, because I watched these in a marathon once, just sort of blasted through all three of them. I've seen the first one like ten, twelve times. I don't know, um, but I've only watched the sequels once. And when you get to that third one after you watched, you know, the first and the second, it is a fucking drag. You're like, oh my god, just fucking get out of the goddamn swamp already. You're like, do something different. Um, but it never does. Uh, it, it's it's just sort of the same thing over and over after you figure, <clears throat> excuse me, after they you find out what Victor Crowley is, essentially. Um, and I don't know, I think that's sort of a negative, too, once they explain everything that, you know... That he does, that he is, and how he comes back, and his powers or whatever that go through later in the series. I don't know. It's just, uh, it doesn't sit right with me. It, it's too much explaining. I don't need to know all the fucking specific details. I think the less is more um, thing works better in the first one. When you're well, just it, like, oh, it's a huge guy that kills people in the woods. All right, that makes sense. Well, that's how all sequels go downhill, though, isn't it? They try to over-explain everything and add too much backstory where you don't fucking need it. Yeah, it's like the Halloween 6 syndrome. Oh, Michael's yeah. a fucking... Oh, God. He's got the thorn mark, and he's some type of incest fucking incarnation that he has to bang his sister or something. I don't... My God, I fucking hate that movie. <laughs> it's so goddamn complicated. Yeah, yeah, I don't like the over-explaining stuff, and, uh... I, uh... I much prefer the first one in terms of story and kills and all that. Uh, even though some of the kills are great in the in the later in the sequels, Hatchet Two and Hatchet Three, um, they don't have the originality. Like they're trying to, you, you could feel the filmmakers trying to like push themselves. Like, oh, we're going to be even bigger and better this time, and it just comes off as a little too try hard instead of awesome. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I agree with that. One hundred percent. You know they. Uh... 
I mean, how far can you actually take it? So we'll see what part four is all about, you know? I'm, I'm hoping part four is uh, a reboot in, in a manner of speaking. Like, just, like, go back, simplify it a little bit. You don't have to make these fucking ridiculous kills. Maybe have, like, one or two awesome ones, but just have the intensity. That's that's the stuff you really need. It doesn't have to be... Uh, I mean, yeah, the first one's funny, um, but all the kills and, you know, the characters being taken out are treated with a, uh, a certain amount of seriousness that um, that lends the... Like, you, the movie shouldn't have to be filled with jokes. It, it can just be fun because it's ridiculous. I think that's the way to go. Uh, yeah, so for sure. I, I'm hoping Victor Crowley, the fourth one, is looking good. I'm actually going to the... I know you said you are going to that um, that screening in uh, Michigan. Um, I'm going to the one in Connecticut. They, they haven't officially announced. It's only going through Connecticut Cult Classics, which plays at the fucking movie theater by my house. So I am super pumped to go to that. It's weird, though. It's on a Monday night, which is going to really suck for Tuesday, but I'm still going. Is Adam Green directing the fourth one? <clears throat> yes. yes. Okay, because I know he didn't direct the third one. Actually, <clears throat> regarding the third movie, I can also I remember there was a competition a few years back because um, they were looking for up and coming directors to take the helm for the movie, and one of the guys that who who entered it was actually a friend of UHM, um, Jesse Bridges, because um, he had some really cool ideas for it, and unfortunately he didn't get chosen, um, which could have been interesting. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah. So yeah, Hatch is pretty good. Uh, I, I like it, and it's again. I can remember when this was coming out. Um, the posters and stuff. It was like the uh, you know the return of the slasher. Like back, this was sort of the. I don't know if it was the first movie to do it, but this is one of the uh, earliest ones that I can remember. That is one of those '80s throwback movies that they call it now. They're like, no, we're trying to make this like we used to make movies in the '80s. Um, which is super popular now. Like, every movie calls itself an 80s throwback, practically. Um, but this was the one that really started that trend, and um, and it's super successful for it. So, yeah, Hatchet's awesome. Um, but let's go into some of the other ones. Shane, you uh, you had a couple you wanted to pick. Which which ones were you going for? Oh, shit, I can't even... I was? I can't... <laughs> what? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I can't even remember. Yes. This podcast is fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god alright well I'll let you think about that for a second Mike oh, dude. Honestly, I can't remember. Mike let's go oh. into one of yours you picked oh. I believe the Cold Prey movies yes I only picked the first two okay um, <clears throat> yeah I didn't even know there were sequels to this I had heard of I've, I've not watched the any of these and I thought there was only one so I was surprised that there was more than one see I'm actually surprised you haven't seen it because mm. it's extremely good um is directed by Aurora uh, Utog. It's Norwegian as Norwegian. hell. So, uh, Aurora, if you don't know him, he's done um, Escape. He's doing the new Tomb Raider movie, which I don't know. Uh, listen, um, I saw the poster for that, and based on the poster, it looks like the dumbest fucking poster I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so he did those, but I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not really familiar with his past work, but uh, Cold Prey is fucking awesome. Uh, cool. It's called uh, Frit Vilt. The original title because Norwegian is shit. Um, now, if, if you see Cold Prey, if I tell you what it's about, you're gonna think it's like every other slasher that's ever been made because like a group of twenty somethings they go to a mountain and they're gonna go snowboarding and you know one chick's making out with a dude in the back and there's like a um, a weird 
love thing going on with the uh, protagonist and her boyfriend. And it's just like every other movie you've ever seen. But the snowboarding lasts like <laughs> under five minutes. And one of the guys breaks his leg and they see a, um, a cabin in the distance and they go there and kind of shit goes down. Um, what really sets us apart from other slashers is because the acting is so well done. Like the acting is super good. The decisions they make are, you know, questionable because it's a slasher, but they're not completely stupid. Um, and the, uh, the main like bad guy, the one that's like hunting them all down is a really good, um, reason for doing so. And it's not just some, I don't know, not some like, um, like ghost walking around or, you know, some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's a very good movie and I, I really recommend the hell out of it because it's got some great kills to it and it's not all about gore and it's it really relies on story. And that came out in 2006 and then, um, Cold Prey 2 came out in 2008 by a different director and, you know, like, uh, Craig said, it's like, you know, sequels aren't really, too uh, well perceived, but Cold Prey Two, a lot of people like it better than the first one. Mm. Um, the first one had like, I think there's only like five people in it, main cast. The second one has a little higher body count, and um, I'm not gonna tell you what happens in the beginning because it literally takes place like a couple hours after the original, but it involves a hospital and the way that they bring the first movie into the second movie is just super well done and awesome. Um, it's got a higher body count. It's got a little bit more gore and it's just, they're both just phenomenal movies and I, I, I can't really recommend them enough. If you like slashing slasher movies and you don't mind reading subtitles, unless you're Norwegian, um, <laughs> then I I'd really, really recommend these movies. They're really good. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely gonna check them out, I, and I I'm actually so I had heard of the first one, um, and I just for whatever reason it never came into my possession. Um, yeah. But <clears throat> what's the what's the third one like? A uh, third one's a prequel about the killer, and it's just not that interesting. I've only seen it one time. I didn't really revisit it. Um, but all I know it's it's a it's an unneeded prequel. Yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong, like these movies, I mean, when you watch them, I mean, it's just a straight up slasher movie. Um, it's nothing. They don't really like push the envelope into something super new. But what they do do, they do it. Uh, they kept it simple and they just did it super well. So. Awesome. Yeah, uh, I'm definitely like, what's the um, is it super gory or is it more? Um, I don't know. Like it's, it's more intensity. More and way more intensity. The mm. first one, you know, they do a lot of, uh, there's a lot of like, when they do do gore, it's practical effects, and but there's not much of it. They really rely on intensity and them like hiding from the killer and everything. The second one is more of the killer just kind of going around just killing people. <laughs> um, but the first one, you know, it's it really relies on, you know, the guy could be around a corner any second. They don't do a lot of the disappearing act where he just appears randomly in front of you. It's, you yeah. Know. Craig, have you have you seen this one? Yeah, actually, I have. Um, I've I've not seen the second one, but yes. Um, yeah, I dug Cold Prey, man. I mean, the the atmosphere was great for it, for sure. You know, um, again, foreign movies can be a bit of a hard watch if you're not used to the subtitles. 
Or if you try to watch it when it's overdubbed, that's even worse. Oh, that's horrible. The fucking voice is not lining up with the people. And, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I dug it. I mean, um, for sure, it's it's uh, definitely in there with the for a, being a quality movie, for sure, regardless. Um, but I have not seen the second one. Oh, I didn't even know there was a third one. So. Yeah, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to look these up. I'm going to check them out. Um, cause I've been I'm always looking for something interesting, but yeah, it sounds pretty good, Mike. Um, so yeah. is there, is there, um, is there like a theme to the killer or anything? Like, is he like, I know you said it's an, it's not, it's a snow, it's not a snowboarding movie. Like, but, uh, he doesn't go around with like a, a ski mask or, or something. Is there something no, along those like, lines? You know what? what? What's really cool about the first one? I don't even remember them giving him a name. He doesn't have a name. He's just like some random, uh, they eventually show like what he is and who he is, but it's just like. They don't call him anything. It's just some dude walking around with a pickaxe. Cool. And he's he's covered in like this snow gear, like these heavy coats, and he's got goggles on and shit. And he's just killing people. It's pretty fucking awesome. <clears throat> awesome. I have to check it out. So uh, great. Good news, Shane. I went back and I looked at our conversation, and I and figured so did I. and I figured out that you never selected any movies. <laughs> <laughs> I can actually choose one though. I can choose. I can talk about one though. It's cool because I looked. I looked at um, what what I said, and um, you know, I was just obviously with the selection that Craig chose. As you're talking about Hatchet Collector One and Two, but I'm going to talk about Wrong Turn because for me, Wrong Turn is it's one of my favourite movies. Actually, I fucking really? love it. Yeah, I love it. I love the first one. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely love it. I think it was, and I can say, I can say it was actually the one of the first DVDs I bought. I bought two DVDs on the same day. It was Donnie Darko and Wrong Turn, and um, it was really funny because it was a blind buy. I'd never actually seen Wrong Turn, Get and the main reason, wow. seriously, and the main reason I bought it is because it's got Eliza Dushku in it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and if anybody knows who Eliza Dushku is, not only was she fucking hot in Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back in that PVC catsuit, um, she also played Faith on the TV shows Buffy and Angel, or Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel. So, Eliza Dushku. Mm. Yeah, anyway, wrong, t- <laughs> wrong turn. Yes, wrong turn. Um Slightly going off topic there. Um, yeah, basically, Wrong Turn is about a group of teenagers um, who are going on a trip, camping trip into the wilderness, which ironically is a wilderness set in the middle of the city. Um, <laughs> I never could work that one out. Uh, but uh, yeah, basically, they go um, they go on a camping trip, and what they don't realise is, well, what happens is they end up getting involved in a auto wreck with um, Desmond Harrington. Um, who is uh, basically he's driving to a job interview, I believe, or something like that. And um, he ends up crashing into the guys and they end up um, sort of like pulling together, exchanging information with the sole intention of like, you know, trying to get like insurance and what have you and carry on their way. But um, unbeknownst to them, the inhabitants of the woods are in fact a bunch of redneck inbred looking motherfuckers um, who have a tendency to um, kill and capture and eat anybody who crosses their path. 
and these kids end up actually crossing their path and slowly getting picked off one by one. Um, what I love about this movie is that the story itself is it was kind of unique for its time because I mean this film came out in 2003 um, and it was an interesting twist because it was kind of like I don't know um, Hills Have Eyes crossed with Texas Chainsaw Massacre you know in this in like a big city kind of thing um, and it was like the acting was really good the script was really good I thought and um, it has Eliza Dushku so um there's also a couple of other people in it um jeremy sisto he was in it too um and then you've got kevin Zegers, who later turned up in the remake of dawn of the dead Dead, yeah um you've also i can't remember the uh, lindy booth she was in she was also in the remake of dawn of the dead but she was also in kick-ass 2 as well she was one of the superheroes in kick-ass 2 and, um, you know, there's, it's got some fairly big-name actors in it. This film also has some awesome kills. Yeah, yeah I, great kills yeah. in this movie. Oh, Stay yeah. I, yes. I mean, what I loved about it, my fa- I think my favourite kill was um, the uh, when they're climbing through the trees to get away from the inbreds, and one of the, one of the hillbillies is up in the trees with them, and um, as they're trying to get across... Oh, I think they're trying to jump from tree to tree. And uh, one of the girls is stood against the tree and the inbred just gives her a half cap. What I like to call a half cap, where he basically cuts her. He decapitates her, but um, just above the jawline. So basically, as her body falls, her head is still sat on top of the blade wedged into the tree. Yeah, you um, see it in her eyes, don't you? Don't you see the yeah, you see in her eyes you with the camera yeah, pulling out? Yeah, and you see her eyes dilating as she realises what's happened to her mm-hmm. and her body is dying. And then there's the camera pans up. You see the body falling down and stuff. That I thought that was a pretty awesome kill. Also, one of my other favourite kills is the cop when he's um, when he's chatting to one of, the, one of the guys on the road and it's like people have been murdered. And the next thing you know, he's got a fucking arrow in his eye. And <laughs> I just thought that was superb. I loved it. So, yeah, yeah. It is, I, I will say Wrong Turn is probably one of my favourite slashes, modern-day slashes from the early 2000s. Um, I really loved it. And uh, I might actually put it on later on because I'm, I've not watched it for a while. So that would be cool. Mm. Yeah, have um, Dave, you seen any of the sequels to Wrong Turn, Chain? Because there's like six or seven of them. Yes, I have, and they're all fucking shit. <laughs> Listen, the, sec- um, the second one is great. It's got Henry Rollins in it. He's so fucking awesome right. in that. Henry Rollins, right. Yeah, fair enough. He's in it, but it still doesn't take away the fact that the film was shit. Yeah. The rest of the movie's not so great. What I really don't like about the sequels is they they turn it into... I don't know, they're, they're trying to make the, uh, the killer's... Like names like Michael Myers or Jason Voorhees, they're trying to make them like, what's it like two finger, like ooh two fingers back, and you're like, who gives a fuck? The fucking yeah. the, ca- the cannibals don't need names and personalities and backstories for them. But no. again, yeah, they go they go into that in all the sequels, and you're like, who cares? Nobody gives a shit about See, these people. The thing is, all of the sequels were just they just degraded with storyline and acting ability and 
all the people who were in them it's like they were all complete unknowns which is great i mean you want to get unknown people in a film that's fine but the fact of the matter is they were in a wrong turn movie and each wrong turn movie just got worse and worse as the franchise went on and the fact that they've now got a number seven coming out if it's not out already i'm just like really they should have just fucking left it Mm. it's to me the first movie i thought was perfection it was just the way they did it and um you know, some the, I think there was the little guy, the one who kept laughing. Um, three finger. Yeah, three finger. That's What's the one. I thought, I thought he was hilarious. I really did, and you know, I just loved it. Did you see the one? I think it was part five, maybe, or maybe it was four. I don't know. There's the one, the one where they go um, downtown. And they're killing people like in a town, and the uh, they're teamed up with Doug Bradley, which no, is, yeah, it's yeah. fucking so weird. But Doug Bradley's, I think he's trying to do an American accent, and it is fucking shit. It is the worst. <laughs> like he can't hold an American accent down. I think, but he was trying it. If I remember right, or maybe he was doing his British accent, but then he slipped into two different accents. I don't know. The, all I remember is that movie is garbage, and the quote-unquote downtown area looks like it looks like a fucking set put together by kids for a high school play. It, it, it's <laughs> the fakest fucking shit I've ever seen. <laughs> looks terrible. And then there was the mm. there was the one in um, in the snow that takes place in an, an insane asylum. I don't know. Again, I don't know the numbers. Yeah, that's that part was four, numbers. I think. That was four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that one yeah, was shit was too. That one keeps getting shown on the UK Horror Channel. Yeah, that was keep, fucking yeah, garbage. They keep showing that one on UK Horror Channel, and each time I've caught it, I'm just like, this is really poor. But why am I watching? I just can't look away. I'm so compelled to look on. Because <laughs> <laughs> it is fucking awful. It yeah. really is. I, uh, I mean, I think the first three are interesting, and I'll say the first three are probably worth watching, but after that, they're just fucking despicable. Four, five, six, just throw them out. They're, they're not even worth watching. They're garbage. But, um, yeah, I like the movies themselves. The first one is the best because it's an actual good movie. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, yeah, the, the rest are kind of passable. I don't know. Uh, I, I like the second one just because Henry Rollins goes fucking Rambo in it, and he is so badass. Uh-huh. That's probably the most badass Henry Rollins in any movie. Yeah, but it's oh, Henry I, Rollins. I don't know about that. But Come on, what movie's better? Um, uh, he he never died. He don't never died. It's awesome fucking awesome. That, Dude, fuck that movie. That was the most boring pile of shit. <laughs> I fucking <laughs> hated that movie. <laughs> oh man, he's fucking hardcore in that movie. I've been uh, I've been on the fence with watching that. I see it on Netflix from here. In there, yeah, but I never, I never watched it. That's where I watched, I watched it. Day, so, oh fuck, man, yeah, I watched it on Netflix, and I was like, oh, I can't wait because there's two. Th- I love Henry Rollins, and I love, you know, um, like bullshit religious movies. I like prophecy, and you know, all all those kind of stuff that takes like religion seriously. I I love it. I think that's like one of my favorite sort of sub subgenres. And I'm like, oh, this is gonna be great. Henry Rollins is Henry Rollins is some sort of biblical character, and he's kicking people's asses. And fuck me, man, I could not wait for that movie to be over. It was so slow. It was so boring and repetitive. I was just fucking. Yeah, I want to see Henry Rollins kick people's asses. I don't want to see Henry Rollins in the third bingo scene of the movie. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll agree with that. <laughs> actually, do you know what? Do you know, I actually bought that movie because I watched it and I actually found it really funny. 
<laughs> I really did. It was just the way the people that who kept going in and trying to beat him the fuck up, and he was just like, "Yeah, fuck you." Have a few broken limbs. There you go. Have some of that. And then that was. I was just like, "This is just genius." <laughs> I loved it. I don't know, man. Yeah, I'm gonna pass on that. Not that that one's a slasher, but fuck that. I can't. I can't watch that movie again. So, um, so yeah, that's cool. Wrong turns are good. Um, so I chose uh, the Wolf Creek movies, um, one and two, and they 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 go together. I actually haven't seen the TV series. Uh, have you guys seen the TV series for Wolf Creek? Uh, I did watch the first season. Of it. What's it? What's it like? Is it? Is it uh, about Mick? Yes, it is. It's um, there's a, a a girl who's an American. Actually, I think I believe she's American. Her family's down there on vacation, and of course, you know, run afoul with good old Mick. And most of the series is her actually trying to hunt him down hmm. and get and get revenge. But you know, I mean, uh, Mick is still Mick. He's fucking phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenal. But it, you know, it's only six episodes, I think. But it, you know, with anything with a TV series, it seems like it kind of gets a little drawn out in the middle. Yeah. And but it, I, I enjoyed it. I, I think season two has already been filmed, so cool. I'll be checking that out when that comes out. And I actually think there is going to be a Wolf Creek three too. Really? Yeah, I'm looking on IMDb. It says it was announced. Cool. Yeah. So if everyone hasn't seen the Wolf Creek movies, um. It sounds like standard fare. Uh, like hikers go out to this uh, this site called Wolf Creek, which is a uh, uh, a big meteor landing site, apparently. And um, <clears throat> they get stranded, or for whatever reason, they come across uh, our uh, our main killer uh, Mick, who shows up to give them help or assistance, and takes them back to his camp and tortures and murders them. Um, and that's pretty much the story of both the movies. Um, Wasn't. Wasn't this based on uh, actual killings this, that happened out there? Yes, this could. I didn't even know this until I started looking it up for uh, for this podcast. But this is based on a real serial killer. We could have put this on a serial killer episode um, of a guy that um, literally would go around and pick up uh, hitchhikers, and backpackers, and stuff, and fucking murder them. And essentially, he's in prison right now. The guy's still alive. His name is. I uh, just had it over here. Uh, Ivan. Millet, so um, yeah, he was. I guess he was doing this in the seventy uh, span of killings, nineteen eighty nine to nineteen ninety three. Crazy, and this guy was just murdering people in uh, New South Wales, Australia. So, um, but yeah, it, the, the movie, the movies are fucking pretty awesome. Um, the first time I I saw the first one, I actually wasn't that impressed. It had a lot of hype behind it. Uh, people were like, "Oh, you got to watch this! You got to watch this! It's awesome." Checked it out and I was like, okay, it, it was sort of run of the mill for me. It didn't really, didn't blow me out of the water with anything. I really liked the guy Mick. I mean, he's a great character, but there wasn't enough of him. Then I saw the sequel and I fucking fell in love with the movie because they 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 upped the Mick times ten. They like they put more of him in it. They don't necessarily go into his backstory, but they you get more character development. You understand his character more why he's doing the killings and all this, and it's fucking so brilliant. I love Part 2 so much, and I just having rewatched both of them last night, um, again, uh, I'm a bigger fan of 2 than I am 1. 1 is good, and, you know, there's some decent kills and some intense moments, but fucking 2 is, they up everything. They up the violence, they up the gore, they up the characters. Um, 
the humor, humor's better, and uh, my favorite scene in, in either movie is when he's doing the Australian quiz. He's got a guy essentially um, tied up to a chair, and uh, if he answers a question wrong, he, he puts the guy's hand into a vice and then grinds off one of his fingers with a grinding wheel. It's fucking so awesome. Yeah, um, that's, that scene introduced me to some uh, Aussie slang, the pommy. The yeah, prisoner pa- of Mother England. Yeah, I had to like fucking look that up. I'm like, what the fuck is a pommy? Like that makes yeah. you it makes you Google shit. Yeah, pommy wankers. <laughs> yeah, right. So, <laughs> yeah, chase for that cunt. Wanker. Yeah, pommy cunt. Yeah, chase for that you cunt. Yeah, nice one. Yeah, Mick. <laughs> Mick is fucking awesome. Like, uh, of all the new slashers that are around, Mick is my favorite slasher villain. Um, he he's just like the fucking best. I, I love that he's got personality, and it's not just like you know. Back in the day, when you had Jason, never had a personality. Michael Myers didn't have one, but like Freddy had a personality. Mick is like the new Freddy. He's got fucking character. He's got jokes. He's an asshole. A fucking hat. He's got a hat. He's got a great. He's got fucking, the fucking hat. hat. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. By far the second one. It's one of the rare cases where a sequel outshines the original. Yeah. And that's fucking rare, especially in the horror genre. You know, it is a phenomenal fucking movie. The yeah. kangaroo scene, man. Oh my fucking God. kangaroo is phenomenal. Yeah, Mick's chasing, so. he's cha- he gets a hold of a fucking semi, and he's blasting down the highway. It actually reminded me of um, uh, Road Games, a uh, classic movie with Stacey Keach in Australia, and uh, what's-her-face, um, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. And uh, that, that, that's there's it's usually a semi. Ch- he, Stacy Keach is driving a semi and he's chasing people down. But yeah, there's that scene in uh, two where Mick's driving a semi and just fucking he startles a, a group of kangaroo. I don't know what they're called, a squad. A herd. Herd. I don't know. And uh, the kangaroos start fucking running across the road and he is just boosh, just annihilating them as he's plowing through. So fucking awesome. Um, one of the other great parts, I mean, not to spoil it, but I, I guess it's not really a spoiler. Well, it kind of is, but the um, everyone can be killed at any time in the movies. Like, nobody's safe. If you're like, okay, this person's going to make it through to the end, you have no idea who's going to make it through. Everything always fucking changes. People are constantly, like, you're like, oh, this guy's going to make it, and then all of a sudden, boom, he's dead. You're like, oh, shit, well, I guess that guy's dead. Um... And the intro scene too with the cops is fucking awesome. Two dickhead cops pull over, uh, pull over Mick, even though he wasn't speeding. <laughs> but they pull him over to harass him, and he fucking just butchers them. It's so good. Great, great fucking movies. What do you guys think of the uh, of um, uh, the uh, these Wolf two Creek. Wolf Creeks? Yeah, I forgot the name for a second. <laughs> I like the first one a lot. Yeah, but it's been it's been a while since I saw it. You haven't I seen, haven't seen the sequel, right? Oh, you gotta see the sequel, man. It's like I said, it's better than the first. It's fucking brilliant. Missing out Ooh. for sure. Yeah, better kills, better fucking everything. Um, dialogue. Um, the only there's only one part of the movie that slows down and it seems fucking useless. Um, at one point, um, one of the main guys uh, finds he wakes up essentially in the house of a, of an old couple. And I don't even understand why that's in the movie. Are, the, are these two old people, like, um, parents of the director or something? Like, I don't even know why they're in there. And it's just completely useless and waste time um, to keep the story moving. They could have just had him wake up in Mick's house. I don't know. Yeah, it seemed like they are just trying to squeeze in a couple more kills. 
you know, yeah. pointless, but. Yeah. So, uh, so Shane, if you ever go to Australia and someone calls you a pommy, it's not a good thing. No. <laughs> yeah, but I get it all the time from Splat. <laughs> <laughs> He's always calling me a pommy cunt or a pommy wanker. Get the fuck out of here, seriously. I'm used to it. That's yeah, so, seriously. That's hysterical. I mean, what I mean, dick. all I have to all I have to do is like, all right, mate, all right, you pommy cunt. Oh, yeah, great. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it, pretty much. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely, definitely, great Wolf Creeks are worth checking out. Uh, when I first saw them, I had no idea like what I was getting into. I thought the first one, from what people were just describing to me, I thought it was going to be like a straightforward slasher. Um, it's not. It's it's a little bit more intense. There's a, you know, there's more tense moments where you're not quite sure what Nick is going to do. Um, his actions are not as uh, is thought out. You're like, okay, how bad is this guy? How evil is he? What are they, what's he going to do? He's pretty fucking evil. He's a fucking maniac, but. Um, he just he, he just seems to keep getting worse as the as the sequels go on. I'm looking forward to checking out actually that TV series um, when I come across it again. So yeah, those are awesome. And now, uh, Craig, you also had that you wanted to talk about um, behind the mask, uh, the Leslie the rise, Vernon, the rise, the rise of Leslie, of Leslie Vernon. Vernon. Yeah. So let's talk about that for a little bit. What's what's the story behind the uh, Leslie Vernon movie? Um. Well, the rise of Leslie Vernon is man. It's it's phenomenal for one and. It's kind of meta. It, um, it's like he it actually lives in the same universe as uh, where Freddy, Michael, and Jason, they all exist in this universe that he's in. And he is basically an, an, an escaped lunatic who takes on a persona from, you know, just a, a run-of-the-mill town's local urban legend. And he kind of embodies this, and it goes about with... Them, uh, he's got a, a camera crew following him around, kind of documenting the process of his going into following, finding a victim and their, um, the clique that they run in, where he's going to go. And it's like they, they document it right up to the point where he's getting ready to kill. And then it kind of switches from like a documentary found footage movie into like a point of view with the slasher. But, man, it's, it's Leslie Vernon. He's a, he's a charming motherfucker for one. Um, great character, much like Mick, Mick Taylor, you know, um, real likable, which, yeah. you know, he's, it's, you've got a likable killer. I mean, shit, how can you feel bad for the kids that he's cutting up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, very good movie, man. You know, Robert England's in it, uh, as, as Doc Halloran, a lot of nods to classic movies too, uh, of the slasher genre, man. It's, it's one movie that I can't believe they, haven't had a sequel to. I How know. How can this fucking shit not get funded, you know? They, they have been trying to make a sequel since they made the first one. And uh, they were going to do a prequel originally. That's, what I think, what they were going for. Yeah, Before the Mask. Yeah, Before the Mask. And um, it just never got around, never got off the ground. Like, I, I can remember um, meeting the guy, what's-his-face, um... Nathan Basil. Nathan, yeah, Nathan Basil. I met him at a convention once, and he's like, yeah, man, we're, we're getting funding. We're getting this off the ground. It's going to happen. And that was like 10 years ago. And yeah, actually, I remember you uh, posted something about that on, on UHM, Paradise Lost. Found yeah. it. <laughs> that's, what, that's, what he, that's what he signed the, uh, the autograph I got from him. He signed it, Paradise Lost. I'm like, yes. Yeah, uh, there's, yeah there's, a lot of, the there's a lot of great lines in the movie, too. Um, 
Like like when they find like when he finds Robert England is coming after him and he's like, Oh my god, we've got an Ahab and they start screaming. An and um uh, it's got uh, what's her face? Zelda Fitzgerald, the uh, the, Zelda the, the Zelda Zelda Rubenstein. That's what I meant. Not Zelda Fitzgerald. That's fucking somebody else. Um, yeah, she's uh, the old lady from uh, Poltergeist. Um, this was her last movie, so she's in it, which is cool because she gives a creepy, creepy speech about Leslie Vernon, and um, and there's a, like they deconstruct the entire slasher genre in this. They, you know, they explain, he's like, oh, yeah, you know how much cardio it takes to be, to, to run that fast and make it look like you're walking? <laughs> <laughs> like, they go through all the stuff, the behind the scenes of what an actual slasher would have to do um, to do his killings. Nailing windows uh, shut. Yeah, right, right, right. Cutting tree branches. Yep. <laughs> she grabs this, it's going to break. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's so much awesome shit in the movie. Um, it, if anyone's a, f- a fan of any horror movies or likes any of the slasher genre, this is a complete must-watch. I mean, because it, it if you've seen a million of these movies, this is the freshest take on, on a slasher that I've ever seen, I think. And uh, um, there's just some great stuff in it. Great lines. Fucking, I love when they're they're explaining, okay, she's going to come into this room and she's going to find something long and hard to carry. She's empowering herself with cock. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Great line, yes. Yeah, that's a great part of the movie. Um, I had also seen that the director just confirmed that that his friend Eugene, who was his mentor in the movie, they're actually, uh, the director confirmed that that was... I think Billy from Black Christmas. Oh, so, that's who he's supposed to be. Yeah. So, which is another another great meta aspect to it to try to tie it into all these that's awesome. who exist in the same world, you know. So, and, and that's a fantastic scene too when they dig him up out of the um, what is that a deprivation chamber? Yeah, he's buried <laughs> in dirt in a deprivation <laughs> for chamber for three days, <laughs> three days straight. So, or a week, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. Yeah, so awesome. Shane, did you get a chance to watch this? I did not, unfortunately. Oh, no. Um, I can't only... believe you haven't seen this. This is fucking mind-blowing well, to me. It's one of those things where I looked online for a copy, because when we talked about it initially, I did have a look online to see if I could find it. And I couldn't find it online. And I saw it on Amazon, and it was like £18. Oh, my God. And Yeah, and I didn't want to justify buying a movie. And if I didn't like it, it, to me, it would have been a waste of money. So it was just, I thought to myself, right, okay, I'll just try and get a copy, but I've been pretty unsuccessful. And I found it on YouTube, of all places. But um, I think I sent you the link of what the actual screen was. It was like three quarters of like some yeah. kind of, thank you thank you for watching this channel. Or, yeah, it was all this kind of shit. Bullshit and little, I'm, I'm little like, section. Yeah, and I was like, fuck that. I'll go without watching it. I'll try and grab it at some other point. And, um, yeah, so unfortunately, I wanted to watch it, but obviously I couldn't get around to watching it. Yeah, that, that sucks, man. Yeah. That was a blind buy, one of them blind buys for me. You know, uh, blind buys are very hit and miss. I'd say 60% of the time, 70% of the time, they're always misses. You know, you buy yeah. garbage, mm. but I just picked that up, you know, read the back. I said, oh, Robert England. I said, it can't be that bad, can it? <laughs> you know, it's <laughs> wound up being fucking phenomenal man it was uh one of the one of them rare gems that you fucking get and you're like goddamn jackpot yeah so 
Yeah, it's really, it's, movie, it's yeah. really unique. I I love it because I love slasher movies, and this is it's the best example of it. It's it's not even like a spoof because they take it seriously. It's it's there's jokes and everything, and it's funny and it's fun to watch. But like once that switch happens, and once it turns from being like a documentary, essentially it turns into a slasher. It is fucking amazing. Like when he's killing that um the cameraman. Oh my god. Oh. It's so intense. Leslie Vernon's like slowly like stabbing this guy, and he's like, "Come on, man, it's me, Leslie. Come on, man!" And he's just fucking murdering him, stone goes cold. Being, goes from being a uh, buddy buddy and laughing laughing with them guys to instantly, man, no emotion on his face. Just that's that's fantastic how he does that, you know, because he's real charming and likable. And then once he starts killing, man, it's a completely different person. Yeah, yeah, great, great movie, Mike. Uh, did have you seen this one? Oh, yeah, I mean, uh, just like Craig, I, I bought this uh, like 10 years ago um, at an FYE, and I was like, cool, like Robert England's in it, you know, and I think Kane Hodder's in it, too. Yeah, yeah just one yeah. scene. He's got a little cameo. And, uh, yeah, and I was house. like, yeah, and I was like, man, this is, this sounds interesting, and my buddy and I watched it, and we love this movie. I, I it's, it's so unique, and it's it brings a lot to the slasher genre. So yeah, it's it's fantastic. I I can't recommend recommend this one enough either. Yeah, so definitely check those out. Um, they are awesome. Some of the people that uh that sort of wrote in or commented when I said we're doing the modern slashers, uh, John Doolin, who was on the show, was uh, told us to watch Cherry Falls and uh, the Final Girls. I know you've seen Final Girls, Shane. Uh, I actually yeah. haven't seen Cherry Falls, but I hear it's I hear it's awesome. So. It is kind of cool, yeah. But then again, John loves all his teen slashes, doesn't he? Oh, so, he does. I'm surprised yes. he didn't. I'm surprised. He, I honestly am amazed he didn't bring up Valentine. Um. Actually, actually, I don't mind Valentine for what it is. It was not a bad film, you know. But um, yeah, it was it was okay. And uh, I did have yeah, the Cherry soundtrack. F- <laughs> that's for sure. I wouldn't mind getting hold of that actually, because the soundtrack was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if I could find it for you, Shane. It was probably a burned CD from nineteen ninety nine. I can't imagine it still yeah. works. <laughs> well, but um, yeah, actually, uh, what was it? Um, oh shit, Valentine, Cherry Falls. Yeah, I mean, it was a good film for what it was, and um, you know, obviously, it's what two thousand and two. Yeah, might be. Yeah, well, and, that's, uh, that's had Brittany Murphy and Jay Moore in it. Is that that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jay that's Moore. the one. So. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Brittany Murphy, bless her. Yep. Yeah, you know, she's that's not with all the virgins, right? You got they, all the kids yeah. are having sex so they don't get killed. That's yeah, awesome. that's the one. <laughs> 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 Fucking having awesome. an orgy so they don't die. Yeah, that's that awesome. was pretty funny. Michael Bean is in it as well. Oh, cool. Terminator. Yeah, from Terminator. Yeah, he's in it as well. He plays the sheriff. He that's plays awesome. the far. Yeah, he plays the father of Brittany Murphy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, you know, I'll check that out eventually. Um, John yeah. John Tobin uh, recommended uh, Chrome Skull, Hatchet, Behind the Mask, The Collector, and Old 37, which I have never heard of. Have you seen this one, Craig? I did actually watch this. Um, Kane Hodder and Bill Mosley, man. You can't go wrong with either one of them fucking guys. Our uh, brothers that drive an ambulance and go on to crash scenes, and instead of helping these people, they get them in the back of the ambulance and fuck them up. That's you know? fucking crazy. <laughs> so, how have I not heard of this movie? I I feel like I'm lost somewhere. Like what? When did it happen that I didn't pick this up? Yeah, that, that kind of like fell off, flew under the radar a little bit, man. What? But you know, I mean, I seen Bill Mosley and Kane Hodder, 
together, you know, so that's what caught my eye about it. Just the fact that they were, you know, actually playing brothers. Oh, sure. I'd pick pick it up. Can't go wrong. So. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. I Uh, mean, those guys elevate shit movies anyways, you know. Yeah, I know. I can't tell you how many shitty fucking movies I've watched just because Bill Mosley's in it. Uh, What was that? (laughs) Um, Silent Night, Deadly Night 3 is fucking awesome because Bill Mosley's in it. (laughs) (laughs) That's not too long. You don't usually hear Silent Night, Deadly Night 3 is awesome. (laughs) Okay, all right. Let me get a a step back a little bit. It's not necessarily awesome. It's terrible, but... (laughs) Bill Mosley's awesome. Bill Mosley's awesome. I love it. He's a fucking serial killer. He's got his brain is exposed in this glass dome, and he wears a Santa hat. It's so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! That's better than part two, though. But anyway, uh, yeah, my uh, and uh, my cousin Joe said uh, you're next, um, which is which is pretty fucking awesome. And, you're next uh, is awesome. Yeah. Oh, no, that's a synth. Wow, that's synth, right. Man. You weren't a big fan, Shane? Nah, not really. Um, I think the the lead actress in it, uh, the Australian chick, I thought she was quite cute, and Sorry, she went a bit. Vincent. Yeah, she went a bit. I thought it was, it was quite funny when she started going a bit postal and started uh, stabbing people up. I loved the scene with the blender. That was awesome. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, the scene with the blender was fucking awesome. I like. Yeah, I saw that. it in theaters. That was that was really good. I there wasn't too many people in the theater, but <laughs> it was good. Yeah. Nice. But, um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I was, it was all right. It wasn't great. That's another film that gets shown on the horror channel a lot. Really? I get a, yeah. fucking horror channels and shit. We get, I get nothing. I get the Food Network. Yeah, I get the Food Network. Um, <laughs> we get the UK Horror Channel, um, which is basically in the in during the day, it's reruns of Xena Warrior Princess. Um, uh, was it Land of the Giants? Star Trek Next Generation and the original Star Trek series. And then you will get occasionally a really good horror movie after nine o'clock. And all the really good horrors are on between 9pm and 3am. And um, it's like they've had some good films on there, but they've had some fucking awful films. Gotta yeah, take the bad I mean, with the good sometimes. Well, I, I, I mean, I'm talking horror movies that I've seen that I've not liked over the years, and you know, you turn it on, it's like, what's on? What's on horror? Oh, it's fuck all again. Yeah. And then I'm waiting for premieres of stuff, but then some of the films that they post on there as premieres, they've shown like six months previous as a premiere, and then they sort of right, here's another premiere, and it's like, nope, you premiered that six months ago. So, it's uh, I've actually complained to the horror channel about it as well. <laughs> You've written complaints. Yeah, I've written complaints to the horror channel. I've even tweeted them as well, oh, and nice. I've said, "Nah, that's not that's not premiere. You what showed the- that six months ago." So- <laughs> <laughs> Shane, what are you? They weren't ready for you. Yeah, they had no idea what they're getting into. You're just gonna show up. You're gonna turn on your TV, and it's just gonna be gone. Like, where's where's the horror channel? They're like, no, it, you, it'll just be a, a screen that says "Not for Shane." <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't surprise me actually. Yeah, whoever Ridiculous. the fuck Dead Cell Society is, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. Fuck this guy. It's gonna be like in Shawshank Redemption. They're like, just stop writing us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. Uh, we also got a note from uh, our good buddy Brian Boudreau, who uh, who says, "You better fucking do behind the mask yeah. as a definite." 
Hatchet laid to rest, and I don't know if you'd consider No One Lives a slasher, oh, and see no evil as a guilty pleasure. So I don't even uh, know. I don't know what No One Lives is. I haven't seen that. I've never seen it. I have never and that's seen one it I passed up on the oh, line. Hang on. Yes, I have. Yes, I have seen No One Lives. It's got Luke Evans in it. And basically, um, from what I remember, it's him and his missus. His missus is being killed. And basically, they crash into a car. They go with, or no, do they crash or something like that? Or they wind up at this house, and these people in this house try to kill them, not knowing that Luke Evans is, in fact, a serial killer. Hmm. Oh, that sounds cool. It is actually quite a good film, and it's got some fucking awesome kill scenes in it as well. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, I have to look at that one. See No Evil is it's a guilty pleasure for me, too. I, it's a fucking stupid slasher movie, and I love it, with uh, Kane, the uh, the wrestler. Um, it is ridiculous. The people are trapped at a hotel, and Kane is offing them and uh, in various ways, and it's pretty good. And the sequel is garbage, despite having Daniel Harris in it, but I still yes, watch it. Yes, yeah, see, the sequel yeah, is... Yeah, Catherine Isabel. Yep, yeah, and both of those. I yeah. mean, come on. How could that go wrong, and yet it sucks? Because the Soska twins directed it. Oh, don't so, do this to us again. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> the I'm sorry. I think they're so good. I don't want to get it. <laughs> Here comes the having... hate mail. No, I, I, feel yeah. like I can't stand them. They're so overrated. I love Catherine Isabel, but the Soska sisters are shit. <laughs> but it's funny you say that. I actually quite liked American Mary. I did too. But, yeah, but I was I was part of the whole fetish scene years ago, all the like the piercing and all that sort of stuff. I was part of that, so I could understand where that was coming from, and you know all the body modification and stuff like that. I mean, I thought it I thought it was really cool actually. I didn't actually think it was quite a cool film, and seeing some of the surgeries in that. Um, was pretty awesome because they are actual. They are actually real. You know those surgeries. They are performed by mm. body modification body modification artists. So it's pretty cool. That uh, sounds pretty good. I don't know. I, I don't know. I haven't watched those. And the only Skoska, Skoska, Skoska. What the hell's her name? Soska. Soska. Why can't I say that? The only. I'm not. <laughs> I wish I was. Believe me. Yeah, the only okay. one I've seen is See No Evil Two, and uh, I did not like it. So. I'll have to check out more of their films, I guess, to develop an opinion. Um, I'll just leave it at that. But yeah, so uh, yeah. the modern slashers are pretty good. Some of the other ones we didn't really talk about. Uh, the Collector movies. Um, I, I like one better than two. It's pretty interesting, See? although the, the first Collector is the entire thing. It, it, you have to turn your brain off when you watch that movie, because if you start actually thinking about the timeline and... Some of the plot holes that are in it, you're you'll lose your fucking mind. But if you just turn your uh, go ahead, what'd you say? Was uh, wasn't the collector uh, originally going to be a soft sequel? Wasn't the script for that one of the saws, and they changed it into the collector? Yeah, it was going to be yeah. like a saw prequel or something. It was going to it was originally going to be part of the saw series, but uh, I don't know. I guess they decided to make shittier movies into the saw movies instead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So like you know what this See, one's a little this one's a little too good. Let's not make it a saw. Let's fucking let's let's do uh, saw four, the fucking worst one. I think that's what the subtitle of that one is. Yeah, the worst one. See, yeah. <laughs> See the only right the only thing I liked about the collector was the soundtrack, and the soundtrack the score was done by Jerome Dillon from Nine Inch Nails, and as everybody knows, I'm a huge fucking Nine Inch Nails fan, 
But not only that, it had Depeche Mode and Bauhaus on the soundtrack, which made me a happy goth. I like the collector movies, but uh, as Ryan said, the plot holes are pretty they're pretty thick. Yeah. But I didn't uh, like, other, other than I didn't, that, the gore is real good in it. Yeah, I didn't like the kitty kill. I did not like the kitty kill at all. Oh, yeah, it was sad. The cat got stuck in the goo. What is the goo? Yeah. It doesn't. That's one plot hole. What the fuck is that? Fucking gorilla glue. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's like acid <laughs> glue or something. I have no fucking idea. Yeah, it's a weird movie. Um, it, it's pretty good though. And then um, the um the laid to rest movies that and Chrome Skull. Um, I liked the first one. It was interesting from the whole point of view things they were doing with the the camera on the killer. Um, and it was pretty brutal. The second one is just fucking ridiculous. I don't know what they were thinking with the plot, but they went crazy. They went, like, fucking insane with the plot on the second one. The guy's, like, this millionaire, and he's fucking all kinds of surgeries, and he's got a team of people. It's so fucking weird. I don't don't know what they were thinking on the second one. It's probably why it's taken so long for the third one to come out, because they're like, damn, that was a shit fest. Maybe we shouldn't do another one. I don't. I don't know, man. That was. It was weird. And why change it from laid to rest to Chrome Skull? I don't know. I, I get confused when movies are like, oh, we're just going to completely change the title on it. Well, that first movie had two of the best fucking knife kills I've ever seen on film. Yeah. Uh, just brutal when he fucking sticks the knife in her temple and turns it, and her oh eyes God. are moving. <laughs> fucking. Oh crazy, yeah. Man. Yeah. He's so sick. Yeah. He, and you know, Chrome Skull kind of to me is embodies a lot of michael myers man you know uh the first one well the first one not the second one no the first one you know he's very the way he walks uh very methodical in the the cameras you know very voyeuristic kind of what a, to me michael myers is man that fucker was a creeper he fucking did a lot of watching before he stalked you know and i i actually you know felt like that had uh halloween vibe just as far as the killer goes with it which and he's a big dude you know fucking mask quiet fucking I, I liked him as, as a killer, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he's fucking cool, too. He's pretty good. Yeah, I don't like what they did with him in the second one. But the uh, the first one's absolutely worth watching. Um, some other uh, some other ones, there's a Dark Ride, which is pretty standard. What was, what was that, After Dark? After Dark Horror Fest. Oh, After Dark Horror first, Fest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, first yeah. eight films that die, so. Yeah, I saw that in the theater. It was fucking awesome. I saw all those in the theater. Oh, awesome. That's cool. And then they uh, all went downhill after that. <laughs> yeah, right. After the first one. The second round was pretty shit, and then they just completely went to garbage. Um, those are pretty good. The uh, Hills Run Red. That yes. one's pretty good. I like that one. Yes, um, baby. Not seen that one. Yeah, it it looks... If you just look at the cover, it looks like a rip-off of um, uh, Hills Have Eyes. Hills Have Eyes. Um, but it's not. It's, it's It's nothing like the Hills Have Eyes at all. It's it's actually pretty pretty good. I'd, I'd he's recommend kind of checking a mix it out. between Jason and Leatherface would be like the best best way to describe him as yeah. a cross between. Yeah, he's a big hulking brute, but he's like a baby, essentially. Uh, right. Sewed that mask to his face. Yeah. Um. What else did I got on here? Oh, I, I also listed "Don't Fuck in the Woods," which is a, a fucking dumb movie, but <laughs> great title. <laughs> great title. Don't fuck in the woods. Um. Yeah, it's a low budget movie. It's it's kind of a slasher. These kids go camping in the woods, and there's a uh, uh, a monster that's killing and eating them. Um, it, it's okay. Uh, there's boobs in it, but they're not and great. Bo- they're not great boobs, but they're boobs. So I don't know. Check it out. Don't check it out. Whatever. 
Um, just don't fuck in the woods. Don't fuck in the woods. That's right. <laughs> so yeah, any other ones you guys think of off the top of your head? Ah, uh, so, incident on and off, or incident on and off a mountain road. Oh, from Masters of right, Horror. Masters of Horror series. I fucking forgot about that one. Don Casarelli directed it. Ah, uh, fucking Angus Scrim's in it. Yep. The killer was kind of stupid looking and had a stupid name, but um, you know, good little short man. There's some, there's some violence in that fucker. It's not a bad slasher. Hour long, you know, so you don't get uh, tied down with a runtime, hating it by the time it's over. Yeah. So, did enjoy that. Um, Penny Dreadful would be another one, wouldn't it? From the After Dark. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. Where it takes I... case uh, all in the car. I Interesting hated that movie of the of the After Dark Horror Fest that year. That was the one I hated. Oh, really? I got I got all excited then. I thought you were going to talk about the TV show. But hey. <laughs> I fucking love that TV show. No, no, the slasher movie. It's uh, I don't know. I don't recommend that one. It it's boring. Uh, it's so slow. It all takes place in a fucking car. Yeah, I mean, there's movies that can do that well. This was not one of them. I thought. So I was I was not a fan <laughs> of that one. Um, what else we got? Any others you can think of? I'm trying nope. to think. Can't think of much. I think we we've named everyone. Yeah, we 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 chopped through pretty good. So yeah, the modern slasher is pretty interesting. Um, I like them. I like that they sort of have their own feel to them. There's definitely, it's cool that you can look at, um, the movies now and sort of get like, oh, this is what movies in, you know, the two thousands are like, like, it's like, it's its own horror thing. Like when you're in the eighties, you don't realize, oh, we're watching eighties movies or, you know, same thing with the nineties and you get the sort of scream slashers. It's cool that the two thousands have their own, you know, their own slasher feel to them. Which is pretty interesting. Um, a whole new set of icons. Yeah, a whole know? new set of icons, and um, yeah. you know, people people like to talk shit about new movies and that all movies aren't as good as they used to be. And it's like, well, I don't know. I think they kind of are. You you got your own set of slashers and everything, and sure, maybe they're not as iconic as Jason and Michael and all that, but you know, they uh, they can stand up uh, on their own. I think. I think they're better than the '90s slashers. Oh, for sure. That's just me. Oh yeah, definitely. Oh. So. No fucking raincoat wearing motherfuckers, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, like in there, oh no, no, um, like uh, undead fisherman, like in I still know what you did last summer. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I as a guilty pleasure, I still like the um, urban legend. That, yeah, that's, you know that's, that's still a guilty that, pleasure for me. That movie, I don't care what anybody says. That movie is fucking awesome. <laughs> I really do. I do like that movie. Daniel Harris as a goth. Come on. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, I was yawning in the middle. (laughs) I I was trying to say words and they just weren't happening. Yeah, Daniel Harris all goffed up. Yes, please. Thank you very fucking much. Absolutely. Yeah, that that movie's fucking awesome. Uh, Speaking of slashers, I mean, um, you you guys are looking forward to the new Chucky, you know? No. No. <laughs> I am. I am. I liked uh I liked the last one. Even though I it was bad. Uh, yeah, I thought it was good. I I mean it's a fucking killer doll movie. What you know, I, I I didn't see the last one. I have it, I just haven't watched it yet. <clears throat> I, I love the fact that they didn't ignore any of them bastard sequels and tied oh, it all in. Yeah, so that dude. was no reboot, let's just keep running with a sequel thing. Fucking brilliant, man. I, when I go to uh Texas Frightmare weekend uh in May or whatever, I'm meeting uh what's his face, Chucky. Oh, I thought Randor. you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say the his son. Oh no, his uh, his daughter is gonna be there too. 
Polly. What the hell is he, what the hell is his son's name? Chucky's son in in Glenn. And oh. Glenn. Glenn. Yeah. That's right, Glenn, Glenn and Glenda. Glenda. Oh my <laughs> god, fuck that movie. Oh, Brad Dorf. Duh. Wow. Yeah, I'm meeting him and his uh, his daughter's gonna be there because his daughter was the lead actress in the last Chucky movie. Yep. Oh really? Yep. With Fiona. Yeah. That's yeah, I mean, I I thought it was good. I you know. I don't know. Like I said, I, I haven't like I haven't watched it, so I don't know. I guess I guess I have I have to give it a chance, but man, I I liked I liked one through three. I thought Bride of Chucky was fun and interesting. I thought Seed of Chucky was fucking garbage. Yeah, that's I know my I know my cousin John is fucking tearing his headphones out right now hearing me say this, but I'm like I hate Seed of Chucky. It is shit. I have I have a soft spot for all of those. I mean they're not good. Like Bride and Seed are not good at all. But I I, I think they're really funny. And I just love how Brad Dorf is still the voice and they got so goofy. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. I like that he keeps coming back to them like, why? You don't have to do these, sir. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's like an Oscar nominated actor yeah, right. coming back fucking <laughs> Well, I'm interested to see uh, Andy Barkley come back. You know, the yeah. kid from the Alex Vincent, the guy that played yep. him. Uh, you know, 30 fucking years later, all grown up. Has that guy even been in anything else? He was in the deleted. I think he was in a deleted scene at the end of the last Chucky. Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah. It, and that was so cool to see. And the fact that he's coming back for that's awesome. Fucking a. So that you know, that's the biggest reason why I'm looking forward to it. Yes, yeah. because it, it has it, it's all the sequels. You know, it, it acknowledges it all. You know, the whole mythology is intact still. It's not been rebooted or let's forget this fucking entry in the series, you know, like some movies do. Do we have to get super meta with, uh, uh, what's her face, the, the girl that does her voice? Jennifer Tilly's Jennifer big Tilly. kids. Oh, God, I love Jennifer Tilly. God. Do you know what? Right, for a chick who's 60 years old, oh. she looks damn fucking fine. She yeah. does. And she was oh in, yeah, she was God. in the last Chucky as well. She made a cameo. Really? Oh my yeah. God. Yep. It's, it's it's a good movie. Like, I don't like the way really Chucky looks in that movie. Like, they made him too pretty, and I they explain why. But it, it's still like a Chucky movie, you know. It's still good. I, I did like that they brought back the, the element of more horror than let's be campy and cheesy. Definitely. You know, they tried to bring it back to back to its roots, which is yep. fucking brilliant. So, yeah, it, it, it gets a lot of hate, but I have a soft spot for them all. Fuck them. Fuck <laughs> them. <laughs> awesome. Well, with, with that, I think we're going to start wrapping this up. So um, you can catch us on our uh, Facebook group, All You Need Is Blood. Uh, you can find us on the UHM Fans Facebook group. All, all four of us are on there. Um, you can uh, find us on a bunch of other horse groups on Facebook on uh, the UHM message board um, or you can uh, hit us up on Twitter uh, I'm at Ryan Tudelo and uh, uh, also if you want to send us a, a note to our Gmail uh, all you need is blood pod at gmail.com and let us know what you're thinking and uh, Shane will you get your contacts uh, contacts are um, Dead Cell Society 74 on Instagram and Dead Cell Society on um, Twitter, as well as the actual UHM forum. Um, yeah, you can find me on the Facebook group as well as, I don't know, whatever, other stuff. Um, you can find us anywhere lurking 
<laughs> oh yeah, we're we're right behind you. Shane's yeah. probably in your bathroom right now. Yeah, masturbating into your toilet roll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a new one. No, oh, that that's a, that's a little too meta for me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Con uh, con consecrating your um no, what was it? Defecating in your bathtub. Yeah. <laughs> Squeezing one out and laying a cable. There we go. Laying a cable. <laughs> I might have to go lay a cable right after we finish this. Don't worry, Mike. I'll send, I'll send you a picture. No, I've been holding <laughs> one in. It's going to be a good one. Yeah. <laughs> actually, come to think of it, um, has have we, Ryan? Have we actually had any entries for the it poster giveaway? Um, I have not had any contact from anyone about the it posters. Um, well, but... you guys can throw my name in that hat then if no one else wants that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're going to have to walk over to uh, to Norwich to get it. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. Sorry, dude. I was I was going to do that as like a UK-based thing because um, I've still yet to buy the poster tubes for it. <laughs> so any UK oh, listeners, send Shane a, yeah. uh, a, a Twitter or uh, send an email to the uh, podcast, all you need is bloodpod at gmail.com, yeah. and uh, get a free poster for it. Yeah, they were the yep. promo posters from the um, opening night, so I was lucky to grab a few. Yeah, I wanted to uh, also thank uh, Craig for coming on, and yeah. um, thanks for showing up, dude, and thanks for the idea for doing this episode. Oh, thanks for having me, fellas. Uh, anytime, man. So, I had fun. Yeah, yeah. I, also, I wanted yeah, to thank the the uh, thank the guys from Happy Hunting as well for coming on. Um, that was a blast. It was fun to do, and uh, everyone should check out the movie Happy Hunting. Uh, it's on iTunes and probably other places, but that's the only contact info they gave me for the movie. Um, so definitely check that out. Uh, it's that it's worth a watch. Uh, absolutely gorgeous movie and uh, interesting story. Some cool kills. So check it out, and uh, yeah, if you enjoyed hearing the guys talk about it, it is sweet. And I think that's about it. Uh, so I guess we'll wrap it up, and I'll uh, I'll see you guys later, and I'll just say uh, bye for now. See ya. Laters. Right on, bye. fellas. All right, awesome. Man, I have to shit so bad. Nah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking thing's been built up. <laughs> <laughs>